751-WIOD from Dave. In Broward, it's 524-WIOD. Palm Beach, 655-WIOD. And Bell South Mobility customers make it a free call by dialing star IOD. The opinions expressed by the guest, host, or callers are not necessarily those of this station. Now here's Neil Rogers on News Talk Radio 610-WIOD. The United States has no quarrel with the Iraqi people. Our quarrel is with Iraq's dictator and with his aggression. Iraq will not be permitted to annex Kuwait. It's just the way it's going to be. We like to please Saddam Hussein and hit him with a pie. Sit back and watch his head explode like a melon way to ride. He tried to steal away. Is everybody happy? That's all I want to know. It's 10.07. Look at that. Yvette's putting on her dark glasses already. Wow. She wants to be in the show. What a miserable, murky day, huh? Just kind of the atmosphere. I feel like uh, Sherlock, Shylock Holmes in Hound of the Baskervilles. Anyway, here we are. Just one big happy family. The book is out. We did uh, pretty well. Can't complain here between the 10 and 2. We did uh, pretty damn well, as a matter of fact. In fact... Usually when books come out in ratings, I don't want to dwell on those, but from year, instead of comparing to the last book, most people in the business, including agencies, look at the last corresponding period of time. In other words, from fall 89 to fall of 90. So fall 89, this show had a 6. Fall of 90, we got a 6.3. So I'm uh, pretty happy about it. Good demographics, and the people are out there. Naturally, we have to keep reminding them they have to have that fierce rugged determination that loyal IOD listenership because if they don't it turns into another one of these ethnic voting for this station and voting for that and right away all the ethnic stations have got like 90% shares and the rest of us have no audience because nobody cares and that's the thing you constantly have to work at at this in this market because otherwise you're like um, you could have like half the audience listening like we do right now and if they don't care enough to send in their very best uh, nobody finds out about it I know the reason we got half the audience, because this is basically when one talk host and one show can be the format for an entire radio station, then you know everybody in the world is listening to this show. And I think it's kind of interesting, a concept, all Neil, all day. I think that would be a great bumper sticker. I mean, he's not on our station, but we talk about him all day because he, we know that he's like the crux of talk radio in the market and has been for the last 15 years. And so if we just talk about him all day long and taunt him and harass him and abuse him and compliment him and just, just do a whole stick geared around Neil as they're doing over there on Lightbulb Radio, then that's where it's at. Now, I did something this morning that I haven't done in a long time. I called in on a talk show on another station. I haven't done that in years. In fact, I haven't even been inspired to do it in years. The reason I did it is because 
Well, there's a multitude of reasons. The market, by the way, is up 26.5 points as those meetings go on in the Middle East, and uh, they're hoping for the best, so that's why the market's up. We'll see what happens. I did it because I feel embarrassed for people, one, uh, one of whom is a friend of mine, okay? Norm Kent's a good friend of mine, in addition to being my attorney. And he's a good guy. He's got a heart of gold. And he generally stands up for all of the things that I believe are right, you know, like freedom of speech and the First Amendment, all, all the good stuff. He, I told him this days ago before he ever embarked upon this uh, all Neil all day format that he's Manny love and kisses uh, that he is in an impossible situation he gets no win because he is part of the manipulated uh, masses over there and no matter what happens he's eventually got to come down on their side so anyway I finished ten minutes on the air with him this morning in response to all of this, Charles uh, Peak, a.k.a. Beto, and uh, Alice Rantel, all this other stuff. And at 8 o'clock, like three seconds after his news came out and I had to say bye-bye, my phone rings, he's back on the phone. And I'm, I'm excoriating him for the lack of balls in, in terms of just saying things on the air that he knows aren't true, that he told me the opposite. I've spoke to him about six times the last two days, the first time just trying to find out who this group was. And let, let's go back. Mainly, my hysteria this morning has nothing to do with Norm or Al or any of that situation. It has to do with Pompano Park, where I was last night. And I'm now beginning to realize the reason when I had my stroke back in April. It was after a very depressing, frustrating evening. Not a night I lost a lot of money. I didn't lose a lot of money last night. And Kelly Shepard, thank you. Kelly had a winner last night. Seven to one when I bet him. He was bet down to nine to five, so he didn't exactly get rich. But at least, thank goodness, for Kelly Shepard, okay? He's a good guy. And I don't know how to say the things I want to say about some of those people out there in horse racing in general, not just at Pompano Park, because they put a dark mark on a sport that I happen to love dearly. And by their antics out there and what they do to the public, they damage the ability, even with good PR people like Alan Finkelson or... Joe Tannenbaum or Roy Slanhoff, any of the others. People that go out there and do grotesque things or put dead meat on a racetrack for the public to burn their money on, it's, it's an embarrassment. It's embarrassing. So I want to talk about that in a minute. And I really don't know where to start. So let's start by taking a break because I've got so many things we've got to cover today. We may not be able to do it in four hours, right? We may have to have Steve orchestrate some guests for us because that's another thing. He believes that he's going to book the guests... Not only over there, but over here, too. He's back to that old business, I'm, go I'm going to orchestrate the show. And you really, you know, have no guts if you don't have this guy in it. Like somebody writes me a letter so that, and criticize, which I read on the air. How many times have I read letters on the air? Many, many times over the years from goofballs. Well, not recently, but, you know, over the years, several. Does that mean I'm going to invite these people on the air to attack me for four hours? See, I don't do contract controversy, Steve. I don't have guests. I have, like, Al Goldstein, Tom Jicka. And Bill Cosford. That's three that I can count. And Hank will stop in once in a while. So maybe i got like four or five people a year who come in on his show. I don't do that kind of a show, so there's no reason for me to bring in somebody here and stage a contrived debate because Steve thinks it would be exciting and make good uh, contrived radio. But I do like the concept of all Neil all day, but I do want my call letters. I want IOD and my picture on the bumper sticker, Steve. It's 1013 at WIOD. Spell it right. That's W-I, ostracized D, and we'll be right back. 1016 at WIOD on this. By the way, our Camilla's house total $107,821. And uh, it'll continue trickling, and I'm hoping we get to at least 110 would be a nice even number by our deadline next uh, next Tuesday. 
A lot of deadlines on the 15th. I guess ours isn't quite as important as it used to be. Anyway, where do I start? Now, a lot of our audience is totally in the dark on this because they can't pick up light bulb radio, especially if they live in Dade County or parts of Palm Beach. And I got this letter in the mail a couple of days ago in a one to two hour. And I had no idea who the uh, person was from, but it was on a letterhead from a an organization called Guard Incorporated. And the very first paragraph says, The Guard organization was created to strike back at those who shame the homosexual community. Our actions are intended to inject into society that if one casts the gay community in a negative light, we will go after them with a vengeance. And then it goes on to talk about <clears throat> the things I say on the air and expressions I use, etc., Etc. And so on. But it starts right out by saying we're going to go after them with a vengeance. And the not-so-veiled threat is there that if I don't um, knuckle under and stop using this expression or doing that or whatever, that they're going to come after me with a vengeance. Okay, and I read on the air and I said it was a bunch of crap. And uh, it was I left here two days ago. I called Norm Candace's office on the way home from my car because he generally knows who these uh, various organizations are and the different people. And sure enough, he knew that uh, Charles Peak was a guy whose real name is Charles Beto, by the way who uh, was involved in a supposed organization that really only had like three or four members or maybe a half a dozen people, and they were uh, going after people who, in his opinion, really had no right to be gone after and deserved to be, and that they were misguided and he wasn't too fond of them. At that point, the next day, I came on yesterday, and I mentioned it, what, for like four seconds in the beginning of the show, because basically yesterday we were talking about the dolphins, the ratings were coming, and we had a lot of stuff going on. I mentioned it briefly. Uh, we had a full board of calls. One of the lines uh, was flashing. George was talking to somebody on one line. I picked it up, and here's a guy who identifies himself as the same author of this letter. Now, for a couple of seconds, I toyed along with him. He thought he was talking to George, and he wants to speak to Neil, and pop, 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 and he wrote me the letter. Then he finally, after 30 seconds, realized he's talking to me. At that point, he says, well, if you're, if you're going to adopt this attitude about it, I'm going over to FTL right now. I'm going out with Al Rantel, and pop, pop, and there he was gone. There wasn't any discussion about my bringing him on the air for a debate because I have no desire or interest or intention of bringing There's nothing to debate. He's not going to tell me what my humor is going to be. He's not going to accuse me of being a homophobic gay. I mean, that's just lunacy to begin with because it's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know what he wants to accuse, but obviously uh, he's got problems. At least that's my opinion. So that was, my, that was our involvement with it. Starting around noon... Oh, and and at, after that point, uh, off the air during the news break, uh, Norm Kent called. Norm, by the way, is a lawyer, good friend of mine, also does mornings on FTL. And Norm, i got to tell you, I'm not even going to repeat it because I've said it before. You won't listen to me. I mean, you listen over there and between trying to, I mean, we have problems getting the traffic guys on the air because they're not there. But, I mean, the technical, the abortive things that are going on in the name of being a radio station, it, it's embarrassing. It's like the King Paul School of Broadcasting. Which has been going on ever since he's owned that station, by the way. I mean, it's, it's like a laughing stock. It's a joke. Technically and in many other ways. And I, you know, I feel for guys because I know what it's like to have to go through that. We have our own technical things here once in a while, but never in, the, in our wildest days in the league with the stuff that goes on over there. It's like, it's like trying to put it together with an erector set. Can we still say that? Erector set? So anyway, I get the call, and he said, it wasn't the guy who was on the phone who called you, and the ba-ba-ba, and uh, he's going to go on with Al at some time in the future, and like uh, much ado about nothing. Then comes to find out, in the next hour, we're getting frantic calls, both on and off the air. This guy's on the air up there. They're doing a number on you. And let me say this right up front. 
I've been attacked. I've been abused. I'm not making a martyr, man. I can handle it. I've been handling it here for 15 years, okay? The only thing I do is that when people do it, I, I come back. I strike back. I don't sit here like a wimp for five years or five minutes. If I feel it's worth responding to, I do it. That's all. Because I don't sit... You know, life is too short to take a lot of crap from anybody. That's why my one message for everybody, don't take crap. Whether it's where you work, whether it's at home, just don't take crap from anybody. And I don't. And that's one of my main philosophies in life. I won't do it. And here is this uh, ongoing bashing, which evidently Al Rantel now has had the muzzle taken off. He's no longer muzzled by Jefferson Pilot. He no longer has an excuse for being a wimp. So now he's going to really butch up and strike back. And what? At the fact I've called him Alice and played the little song and made, made mockery of him over the past many years. Same stuff I did, by the way, when we worked together on that radio station, which didn't seem to bother him at all then. But evidently, in the interim, in between, has gnawed at his conscience and his being just tremendous. Evidently. And in his mind, the way of responding is not to go on the air and to compete. Because he can't do that. We've already went around on that when I was at INC and he was at NWS. And I had a nine share and he had a 270. He can't compete. Or do a productive show or do something interesting. The way to do it is to invite somebody out. Not to do it himself even, but let's bring his good friend Charles Beto, a.k.a. Charles Peake, on the air to attack Neil Rogers as being, as using these terrible phrases and being a bad role model and uh, maybe indirectly causing teenage gays to commit suicide because they have a negative impression about themselves, etc. A bunch of crap. Goes without saying, a pile of crap. Every time I turned on yesterday, and obviously the reasons I did, even in the house, which is unheard of for me to turn, after the uh, emotional guiding light with Riva's over there in Italy, I mean, who, who can believe that? She floated across the Atlantic. She's alive in Italy, allegedly. And after that, I turn on, and here again, it's all Neil, all day. And as I was on my way home, you know, one thing about Steve, when you're full of it, at least be consistently full of it. And he is full of crap. Just never, it's, it's like a, opening up a faucet and the washer gets broken and you can't shut it off. Like the valve is broken and it just comes flowing out and never stops. Like a toilet that never stops running. The amount of lies and mis mistruths that you hear in one day coming from that place, more than most of us hear in a lifetime. And I hear a lot. And I tell a few occasionally, too, when it's necessary. But the idea that, boy, Gary and Disney, you go in there uh, into breaks and try to get Neil to stop talking about us, and I hear that from my inside. Let me say this. Maybe you don't lie, Steve. Maybe you just... I'll be very generous. Maybe your informants in this building just have bad information they're feeding you. Mike Disney and boy, Gary, and nobody in the building has ever, ever come to me and said, don't talk about FTL. Don't talk about Steve Kane. Don't talk about anything. There's only one person and one subject matter we don't discuss everybody knows who and everybody knows why although i did get a chance to mention him on the air on the phone this morning over there which is kind of exciting uh i may call more often in the morning 10:23 at wrd let's do a break and then we'll come back because i got i got a lot to say and i know that i'm whining and i'm a martyr and I'm a bunch of crap al okay al there's only one thing i can say to you and i say it from the bottom of my heart butch up and the other thing, excuse me, the other thing I'm hearing yesterday, you know, here again, a man who's really a part of the community, Mr. Mr. Payne, Mr. Ego. And uh, I'm sure that Neil, it's, it's always something that Neil would do. 
You know, not just, it's always the average person out there, the fan, but always we got to bring Neil into it, too. Uh, he may be a fan, but if you paid him $5,000, he just as soon see the Dolphins lose the game this way. Now, first of all, that's got to be the most asinine thing ever. It's an excuse for not being a fan of your local professional team. That's all that is. And, hey, if you're more interested in cashing a bet, more power to you. You're not a fan. You're entitled, okay? That's not where I'm coming from. I mean, if that's the case, that would be like the Cubs play 162 games every season. That would be like somebody said to me every day of the season, would you rather have $5,000 today or would you rather see the Cubs lose? Um, hey, 5,000 times 162 at the end of the season, I could buy the Cubs, okay? Then I wouldn't have to worry about it. Asinine. Ridiculous. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I could do like the whole four hours. I could do a monologue. And I don't even know if it's worth it, because I'm dignifying. you got to understand, the all-kneel all-day, uh, there would be those people who would say, well, you should just totally ignore them, because nobody's even listening. I hear the old Jan from Hollywood this morning. I hear, and here, all this stuff has gone on the air. I was called in there. Alice called in for 20 minutes. Norm is hysterical. He's telling me one thing on the phone off the air. He's calling me at home. Then he comes back on and says just the opposite. Oh, yes, this is an organization, and they're a fledgling organization. I've changed my mind. I had dinner with Al last night. I've changed... And, and, and off the air, he's telling me something entirely different. He says, yeah, you're right, it's not a group, and this guy's a bad guy. But Norm just, you know, again, you're caught in between a rock and a hard place. And you've got to take sides over there because you, you work there. You're on the air over there. You can't tell the truth. You can't repeat on the air what you said to me off the air because that would spoil the whole party. That would ruin all day, all Neil, all day radio. And I don't care. It doesn't bother me personally. I can handle it. But the only reason I called in there and the only reason I'm talking about it today, I'm just not going to... See, I believe in setting the record straight and seeing my peace when I feel like it. Not sitting back and saying, Oh, people are muzzling me for five years and now I want to get even. Now I want to get... It's time for him to start taking the abuse. What abuse? Here's a guy who got dragged out of the closet yesterday kicking and screaming. And didn't even do it in a positive way like I tried to do year, 16 years ago or whatever, 14 years ago. Didn't even try to do that. It's just like, oh, you want me to say it? Okay, I'm gay. Wow, what a statement. That's standing up and being counted. So between Steve and his good buddy Charles Peake, a.k.a. Beto, they accomplished what they wanted in the midst of all this all kneel all day. They dragged Alice out of the closet. Big deal. What does it mean? I mean, it's an empty thing at this point. It means nothing. So what did it accomplish? And I want to say something else, too. I know a lot of people in this business, and I have friends who are closet people. And for their own personal reasons, have every desire to remain in that closet, and in some cases a need, legitimate need, to be in a closet. Fine. I would never in a million years dream of hinting or saying or suggesting. Because it's really nobody's business. But when somebody comes on a year week after week and day after day and is sticking one toe in and one toe out, one day the door is open, the next day it's shut, well, naturally, people are going to joke about it. I mean, any, anybody in the audience to whom yesterday's announcement was staggering by Alice, I mean, has to be deaf, dumb, blind, and like an ostrich, have his head buried in the sand. You've got to be in a dream world not to know by now. So it's an empty statement. It's meaningless. So don't bring your gay activists on the air lecturing to me about standing up and being counted and not being making uh, inflammatory remarks. Here's the same guy who used to refer to me time and time again as instead of king of talk radio, queen of talk radio. Does that bother me? I think it's funny. 
Although, quite frankly, when Alice says it, it comes across as petulant and bitchy. But I think it's funny. Doesn't bother me. And who yesterday, in the midst of a heated three-way debate on the phone, contrived uh, a call with Steve and Norm and Al, ends the call by saying, he's the biggest faggot of them all. See, okay, so in other words, when Al refers to me or anybody as queen or faggot, that's okay. And I'm sure that his good friend Charles Peake has no problem with that. But if Neil, Neil makes jokes about uh, being a middle-aged fat queen or something like that, then right away we're going to go after him with a vengeance because he's uh, setting a bad example and kids are going to blow their brains up. It's ridiculous. It's pathetic. It's sad. 20 after 4 yesterday afternoon, an afternoon drive on Florida's talk leader. They played back-to-back PSAs. And the host came on and was whining that there wasn't a person on the... There wasn't a call on the board. I wonder why. Maybe all Neil all day ain't going to work, you know? It's just amazing to me. The paranoia, the pettiness... The tr- you see, there's a way to win in this business. That's to compete. Put something on the air that people want to hear. Be funny. Be interesting. Be informative. Be entertaining. Be something. But don't be bitchy. Don't just sit there and whine. Oh, I took this for fun. Took what? Took what? All the other people I take shots at. All the other. Do we have a line at the doors or anybody up there outside upset? Is Sally out there sharpening up her batteries? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. You got to grow up and be a big boy or, or whatever sooner or later. So Alice, you know, and again, we look at these numbers yesterday, and like I said, hey, they just changed format. But the fact is, Steve's been there two months. He's talking about, his whole deal is, let's talk about Neil, and let's tell everybody how bad Rick and Suds are. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the clandestine dinner that I was uh, sucked into with Joey Reynolds and um, Russ Oasis. Were you here then when that went on? When Joey was still doing that abortion on Saturday. Under the guise of some other business deal, I get sucked into this dinner... And then the whole purpose of the meeting is for me to go to Boy Gary and try to get Joey afternoon drive and get Rick and Suds fired because they're terrible. I didn't think they're terrible then. I thought they were fine. I think they're fine now. I think uh, the audience loves them. Not the whole audience. They got a big part of my audience loves them. And there are a lot of people listening to them hate me like poison. That's radio. That's life. That's entertainment. That's showbiz. So Steve's got the same mentality that if he keeps coming on and repeating it over and over again every day, that'll make it a fact and everybody will buy it. Market's up 30 points. And it won't. It just won't. I mean, there's got to be more stuff. I mean, I know we got the urine lady on, which I'm sure everybody's probably doing bottoms up like this, all excited about. Who cares? In other words, you can't... I mean, I do stuff in the course of a show, day in and day out. There are a few people I haven't taken shots at. That's part of my shtick. That's what I do. But that's kind of like the adhesive between all the components of whatever we talk about. That isn't the whole show. When's the last time I invited somebody on the show for two, three, four hours to bash somebody? Can you ever remember? In 15 years that I've been on this market, I've never done it. Can you say the same, Steve or Alice? Of course not. Because quite frankly, if I want to bash somebody, I can do it myself. I don't need to invite somebody else on and pretend that they're doing it. In addition to which, when I take a shot, it generally lasts like 30 seconds, and I may come back and do it a couple of times. That's it. But we have a new format in the market in Broward County called All Neil Radio All Day. Yesterday, a guy calls in 
to, to Steve, says, what do you think about the meeting tomorrow? What meeting? What meeting? In other words, we're so... And the guy says, what are you talking about? He says, you know, on the verge of war, they're having this big meeting in the Middle, in the middle East. Oh! And again, these are the people who rip us because we're supposed to be so mindless and we have no substance and Rick and Suds are silly and their ratings are dropping and ba-ba-ba. But in the meantime, six days before we might blow the whole world up next Tuesday or shortly thereafter, they're talking about Neil Rogers all day. And what he should say or he shouldn't say on air. And should he say Alice on the radio? That, to me, is a great topic to take about 15 hours on the air with all the things that are going on, serious, humorous in between, Alice, it seems to me, kind of epitomizes our times. Isn't that what you're thinking about? Isn't that what's on your mind? Is Alice? It's embarrassing. And like I said the other day, it's like somebody handed the keys to a, of a radio station to a bunch of juveniles. Said, here, here, go play radio. And Norm, let me tell you, you're playing radio. I mean, you're not on the radio. You're not radio. You're just playing it. I mean, you're lost. You're like the Titanic struggling at sea. And I hear Jack Smiles calling. I haven't talked to Jack Smiles in years. These old, worn-out voices over the age of 100. Heartaches and heartbreaks, heartbreaks and heart. That's what they got. It's like when GBS tried to go talk. And they had a signal. They have a tremendous signal, which is now Radio Mombi, 710. And all they had was all the old misfits who had been just tossed out, Sam, all those craggy old voices who had worn their welcome out even with uh, stations that were like Sandy. Even Sandy wouldn't talk to them anymore. That's saying a lot. And they all wound up over there with their .8s and .3s and their minuscule. And you can say ratings don't count, but I got news for you. No ratings mean no audience. No audience means no business. I mean, you can go out with a lot of flash and get some uh, funeral spots on there for a while and stuff like that. But when I hear two PSAs back-to-back in the middle of afternoon drive, I have to begin to wonder just uh, if all Neil all day is working or not. 10.36 at WIOD, your ostracized station for the 90s, and we'll be right back. You're not my type. 10.38, excuse me, at WIOD. Market's up 32 and a half points. Just butch up, Manny, will you? We'll send you over to FTL with Alice. Um... It, it, you know, I could like I could do a twenty hours on this because it's just so amazing the transparency of people who are so full of crap and just spew crap like it's coming like I said like it's coming out of a broken faucet. On and on with the stories and the uh, it, it, no credibility whatsoever. And another thing, you know, Steve likes to make this big deal about well, Neil won't challenge anybody to his face. He's basically a coward, and I'll take on anybody and invite people to call in to bash me. And he does the same thing over there that he did at NWS, and he did here for uh, two years or whatever he was here. Every time anybody calls and is going to challenge him, it's always, and he hangs up on him. You know, they're on for like 14 seconds, and he does the mouth breathing, and then it says, of course, they must be Rick and Suds people. It's amazing how many of them are over here. And some of them are mouth breathers, but some of them, quite frankly, sound like pretty uh, articulate people. But as soon as he picks up on the fact that they're not going to jump on the bandwagon it you know the same sound i mean at least come up with a new sound and he becomes the mouth breather and they disappear so i don't like you know back in the days when i did controversy i did that topical crap 
I had on every religionist, every minister, every priest who they let on a show, which was many, every rabbi. I had on tremendous numbers of people who disagreed. We had a lot of great uh, discussions back and forth. But Neil is a coward. One minute Neil is brilliant. One minute Neil is a coward. Neil is this. Neil is that. Neil is great. Neil is terrible. Neil is interesting. Neil is boring. Neil talks too much about sports, but Neil makes sports interesting. Neil's funny. Neil, 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 Neil. That, that's it. That's the radio station that they've developed over there. The thousand watt, all Neil, all day. The message is Neil is uh, interesting. We've got to talk about him because everybody listens to him, and Rick and Sud suck. That's their message. Period. Nothing else. Sad. Now I come with great. I don't know how to go into this. Because I, um, I must, again, I. A lot of things that I omit over the years because I don't want to create a problem. And I love horse racing. I love harness racing. I have all these uh, paramutual sponsors. I love Pompano Park. I love Alan Finkelson. The people up there treat me well. For years, you know, you try to tell people certain things. They refuse to listen to you. And when there are people who have larceny in their hearts and you allow them to keep coming back and stiffing the public, I, have to, I become upset. I become very upset. Or people who put horses out on racetracks that from looking at with the human eye looked like they're okay, they warm up okay, and then they race like a hundred lengths behind the field and people have put their hard-earned dollars behind them. It's got to stop. And I also want to convey a message, by the way, because the last two seasons at Pompano, and I love harness racing. I've been a fan for 32 years. I used to own horses in Detroit. I mean, I really do love it. A lot. It's a great sport. And there are some tremendous people in it. In the last two seasons, I've singled out a kid named Jeff Gregory, who drove in upstate New York, which is where I'm from. I saw him drive in Batavia and Hamburg for a couple of summers when I went on vacation. I read about his uh, success at Vernon Downs. He's done tremendous up there. And he had some successes down here. Jeff, you're making a fool of yourself. You're driving horses out there that, couldn't, uh, that, I could, that Spencer could beat around the track. I don't know what, what's going on with this kid. No, seriously, and I think it's a shame because he's a talented kid, but he's taking catch drives on horses that are just no-look contendery from the start. They start seven lengths behind the field, and they work their way backward. And I'm not blaming him for the condition of the horse. There was a horse in the 10th race at Pompano Park last night called Jeff's Awesome, driven by Jeff Gregory for the first time, who won two races ago in 159-1 and one with a good last quarter, 29-2. and two. Thirteen days later, the same horse came out on a track, Driven by Don Harmon, who's an outstanding driver, by the way. Finished ninth distance. Ninth by 18 lengths at the three-quarter pole. Ninth distance. would mean like 40, 50 lengths behind the field. And it was a pretty fast time in a race. You look at the field and you say, he was only 6-1 to one in the morning line. He's dropping down in company. May have a shot in here. Good driver. Race is going to go about two seconds slower, which it did, by the way. It went 159-2. and two. Horse started out last. Backed up at the half to about 15 lengths behind the field. By the time they came to the top of the stretch, the horse looked like he was from the previous race the night before when the lights were out. Now, some of you French-Canadian folks out here who put this dead meat on the track, um, it's bad business. It's going to stop. And I'm not just talking about it popping. I'm talking about any of the paramutuals, okay? This kind of stuff is, is outrageous. When I watch racing from the Meadowlands on a satellite, 
A lot of the things they do, they keep talking about the fact they want to protect the public. They keep doing, they want to protect the horsemen and the horses and the owners and all that, but they want to protect the public. Now, when you want people to come out, get involved in investing their hard-earned dollars for sport, whatever it is, whether it's betting on whatever, protecting the public has to be the utmost. And when you allow people to do these kinds of things... Spencer, you've got to close that door, okay? I'm doing a radio show. You got You must close the door because people are talking in the hallway. And I'm being serious about this. I didn't lose a lot of money last night. Quite under, under 100 bucks for me, that's like winning. I should be ecstatic. I was furious. I was like one of those shouting people in the last race. Because the same trainer puts a horse on a track in the last race and wins the last race. In a race where Richard Kent goes to half in a $1,500 purse in 56 and 4 to park out the favorite, the even money. And I didn't even bet the race, so I have no axe to grind. Fat Rich had a bet, so I sat around and rooted for him. 56 and 4, Richard. Where were you going, baby? He finished 8th by 30 lengths, by the way, Richard Kent. I just thought I'd point that out. And I ordinarily don't even mention these things because I have friends and the sponsor and all of this. But there's got to come a time. Look, if you want people to come out, if you want to get new people to come out, if you want to be enthusiastic, cut the crap. Take people like that, have them come in, pick up their papers and get them out of there. And cut the crap. Let's have competition. And if these things are going to continue to be an insider's game, then hey, people aren't going to come out and put their hard-earned dollars down. That's all I can tell you. Anyway, did I say anything? Okay, 10.45 at WID. Now, all the uh, day lines are lit. IOD star, IOD is lit. Broward line's wide open. So I guess uh, they're probably over there now, right? They probably got what's-his-name on again. What is his name? Which one is uh, good today? 524 WIOD in Broward, 751 in Dade, star IOD on the star line, 655 WIOD in Palm Beach. North Miami Beach. What is I know it? I'm kind of fueling this thing, but I just... I'm not out to do that at all. But you're what? I'm kind of. I guess I'm kind of feeling. I'm not to do this at all. But I, I listened just one time over there yesterday, and you're right. It was everything they said was about you, and I, I didn't want to hear that at all. You know, when I first moved here, I moved here. I turned the, on this morning, and he's talking about me. That oh, yeah. seems to be the I, whole topic of conversation on our radio station. Oh, I've been. Our Broward lines working, by the way. <laughs> I've been sitting here waiting for. Uh, what I was waiting for you. I flipped over there on my radio. It barely came in, of course, but it came in anyway. And uh, they're already talking about what you said about the ratings five minutes ago. I mean, that's amazing. You know what you said about he's get, he, you get a nine and he gets a two. He's already talking about that. Really? But well, anyway. I, how, how does he have time to be uh, catching up with me oh, while he's on the air? I don't understand that. I have no idea. I, I thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was just going to say, you know, you're, I've been here just a, about a year now. I've been living in Miami, and it took me a while to get used to your show because I'm not used to quite anything like this kind of radio because I came from Texas. And well, it's different. It is, it is. You won't find it in Texas. You know, I'm a talk radio buff, and I really enjoy it. I've called you a couple of times, but I really enjoy, you know, I enjoy your stick. I enjoy what you do. I enjoy, you know, I've gotten to enjoy your, you know, your monologues and your, you know, you got some great comedy and things like that. I'm, I'm really getting bored with the talking about them. I mean, 
you're number one in the market. You well, own let me the say, market. Sir, let me say this to you, okay? I, I make little comments about them. I haven't dwelt on them, but when they take almost an entire broadcast day yesterday and invite a guy on to do a hatchet job for three hours in exchange for my calling Al Rentel Alice, which I think is just a little bit of, like, like stepping on a mosquito with an elephant, you know, uh, I'm going to respond to it, okay? I understand. I don't plan on talking about them and giving them... In fact, quite frankly, they ought to send me a big check because the only publicity they have gotten is thanks to me. Well, so Steve's 1.3 after being there for two months, that would probably be about a point six if I hadn't given him all the publicity, if I hadn't allowed him to call in on the air and promote his show before he came back to the market. So I've been very gracious to them, and especially to Kane. Yeah, and, uh, you know, hey, what can I tell you? Well, they like have nothing that. else to talk about, I guess. I'm like that, too. I'm very competitive, and I don't let anybody talk about me without getting my shot back out. Yeah, I'm all, you know, you didn't say what they want. And this bit about, well, I don't respond well to criticism. Hey, I've been, I've been, uh, you ought to see the mail I get some days. Doesn't bother me. I'm used to it by now. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to respond if I feel I want to. Well, so I just kind of hope that, you know, you'll get, you'll get it out of your system today and go back to your show. I think, you know, you shouldn't let... Because in a way, I guess, you know, when you admitted it earlier, he kind of is manipulating your show right now. And I don't, I don't no, he's not manipulating my show. Well, I mean, he's kind of he's kind of setting your format for the day. But I understand, you know, I'm, I would get my say in, too. But I just hope, like, tomorrow you'll go back to your show and do your thing, because I think it's great. Okay. Thanks, Neil. Thanks. 1048, we have an open line of date. All the Broward lines are open, so I guess they've got all the Broward audience. That's good. Good job, guys. All Neil all day is working. 524, are those lines working in Broward? Now, wait, wait a minute. What does that mean? Only line four. I was sitting here with a dead... No wonder our phones aren't lighting up in Brow. We got a dead bunch of uh, phones. And I'm not so sure that one's working. That's incredible. So I take back what I said about them being a technical disaster, because we have no excuse. This is incredible. Let me just try something, okay? Palm Beach ain't working either. It is, you're on there? Hold on. Okay, there another example. Remember yesterday we had a guy on the phone that wasn't lit up in Broward? Our phone system's all screwed up. Now, how can, isn't this interesting? How do we have a conversation with people who don't know what I'm talking about? Because the only people that are here over there are in Broward, and none of our Broward lines are working. You follow what I'm saying? These other people, they don't know what the hell I'm talking about. They're thinking, what, what is, what's going on over there? What is this light bulb he's talking about? We can't even see it. It's not even flickering by us. Flicker this. Remember my friend Flicker? But why is it... Wait a minute. Well, how, how do you dial it? Just a second. Now, here we go. Here's the uh, bat line. Let's see. One, five, two, four, five, four, six, yeah, you get a, a busy signal. They're all, the whole Broward Bank of Lines is dead. Now, does that come as an interesting, uh, bizarre uh, occurrence? How is that possible? You may get a tone on there, but it won't ring. You get a busy signal when you dial it. Jorge, it won't ring. Oh, man, it is just the pain is so great. I want to go back to the track. Can we put a couple more races on? Bring back that horse from the 10th race. I think he's finishing. Here he comes. Hey, hit him, Jeff. Let's have Roger drive him. Hey, listen, it couldn't be any worse. Believe me. You remember the horse that Rick Shaw drove? That's how this horse was in the, uh, what race was it? Whatever the hell race it was last night in the 10th race. Just like that one. In the stretch, he wasn't walking. He was on his hands and knees. What, there's somebody on that line? Well, how the hell did that happen? Are you there? 
Yes, I am. Well, how did that happen? Well, you said a few minutes ago you don't take any crap. Life's too short. Yeah. Okay. And in the same breath, you said except from one person. I mean, what does it take to get to get into that one person's class that you said that you don't discuss? In other words, if somebody pressures you that much, that sir, let me stop. say this to you. I heard your call this morning with Norm Kent. Okay. I didn't call Norm Kent. Yeah, you did. I heard your call this well, morning, said... and don't waste your time with me, okay? Don't waste your time. Let me say it again. This radio station and this company spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. I took two years of crap, and we decided at that point we weren't going to take it. Now, if you want to do it, I'll be more than happy off the air to give you the gentleman's name, phone number, and address, although it is in the directory, and you can start up, okay? You can make yourself into a martyr. We choose not to do it. 1052 at WIOD. You're one of those people who hasn't considered LoJack because you'd rather have a car alarm? Well, let me ask you this. I am amazed. Southern Bell continues setting new lows in the history of broadcasting and communication. The uh, Mitch tells me that the phone system all over the building is uh, screwed up. Now, we got Broward uh, calls coming in, but they won't flash, but there are actually people on them, so they will work. I don't, I don't know why, because when I dialed it, it, it was dialing busy and there was nothing going on. So we'll fumble our way along as we're used to, used to doing. Uh, Broward, hello. Hello, Hi. Neil. Yes. Uh, I know. I've been trying for the last 20 minutes to get a, get through. What this. were you getting? Uh, I was getting busy signals, then it was hanging up, and uh, <laughs> just kind of weird stuff. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Southern Bell. Nice work. Right. Exactly. They're the worst. They yeah, really they are. are. Yeah. I've gone through and this for 15 years in this town, all the different stations I've worked at, and what they do to people, they ought to be hung for what they do. Yeah, They're they just should. pathetic. And then these people talking about you and everything else. I think you're great, and I know. Well, I'm, look, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for people to call and say I'm great. No, okay, I, know. I do very well I here. That. I got a big loyal audience, which right. is why they're talking about me all day because they want to siphon off that audience. Right. And uh, hey, it's as transparent. Like I've always said with Steve, his his whole act is as transparent as looking through a pane of glass. Right. Exactly. And if they haven't got anything better to do than talk about you, then they ain't very much friends or anything else. You know, okay, I man. feel like this. Clean out your own closets before you talk about somebody else. Okay, have a nice day. Let's go to Miami. Hello. What's up, Neil? Yeah. Uh, I just wonder, um, like, it, 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 um, big game with the Dolphins this weekend, and I just wonder if you think we should um, beat them in the snow. Cause if we like, should beat them, yeah, we should beat them. Okay, 60 to nothing. Miami. Neil? Yes. How you doing? Okay. I just, uh, like one of the very first callers, I think, less said about them, the better. No sense giving them... Oh, hey, listen, I don't, I, don't, I don't want the audience to think we got to talk about them for four hours today. I just said my piece, and I also talked about a couple other things. I'm not going to just sit and not respond like some kind of a jellyfish, okay? We're talking about a bitchy, silly person over there who can't go on the air and compete and do a job and get an audience, so his whole thing has got to be, well, the excuse is I was muzzled for five years and he picked on me. Like, it's like a little kid in the sandbox. It's embarrassing. It is. It's embarrassing. Neil, keep doing what you're doing. We enjoy it. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. 1058, what do we got on Rick and Sud? Of course, uh, we know that Rick and Suds are juvenile and sophomoric and their ratings are down. But guess what? They're doing great. And you know what? I looked at the fall numbers as compared to last year, and they're the same as they were last year when Mr. Ego was here for most of the book. And in the interim, they've been a lot better than what he had last summer. A lot better. So what are we talking about? Again, talk is cheap. Anybody can go on here and say, oh, gee, you don't want chocolate uh, caramel ice cream. It sucks. You go out and you taste it. You think, hey, this is great. Because somebody says it doesn't make it so. News from around the planet. Top ten uh, trash headlines with Rick and Pud this afternoon. 
Ray Bentley, linebacker of the Buffalo Bills, will be the guest on Sports Talk tonight at 6.05. And Hank Goldberg, 8 to 11 tonight. Bigger than life, more ways than one. By the way, Hank's leaving kind of a smarmy mess in your nose in the morning. Oh, man. Get Ranieri back in here so Roger has to clean it up. Anyway, who we got? Have we got uh, good old Hank? Henry Barrow, who gave us the courage to win that game on Saturday against Kansas City. Henry's here with 11 o'clock news. We'll come back on All Bitchy Radio at 11.05. Stick around. It's going to get a lot worse. Hit him again. Come on, whip him. One more time, Jeff. Talk Radio 610 WIOD presents The Neil Rogers Show. To get in touch and talk with Neil, dial 751-WIOD from Dave. In Broward, it's 524-WIOD. Palm Beach, 655-WIOD. And Bell South Mobility customers make it a free call by dialing star IOD. The opinions expressed by the guest, host, or callers are not necessarily those of this station. Now here's Neil Rogers on News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. Yeah, it sure does. I'll show you a place to fit it. Oh, excuse me, Henry. It's 1106. <laughs> Henry, will you clean up your act? No, I can't. I really can't. Well, give it a shot. Anyway, uh, the phones are working out. Look at Chuck Meyer running up and down. Is he doing aerobics now or what? What a maniac. Do you see that? God, he must be trying out for the Pirates. He could play first base. He could be first base and second base and third base. And all the space in between. That was brutal. So the phones are working now. We got a couple of calls on there, like four. That's not too exciting. I get the feeling, and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, feel free to uh, call in and uh, be program director. I don't think our audience is interested in any of this crap, you know what? And maybe that one guy was right. Maybe I got sucked in to a whole bunch of stuff. And we have possible. I made a lot of mistakes, like coming in this morning was one. But even so, I'm still going to say my piece, okay? It's just because uh, I feel it's appropriate and I want to say and I said it. That's it. Uh, we have two open lines in Broward, 524-WIOD, one in Palm Beach, 655-9463, 655-BITCHY. Lauderhill. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was listening yesterday to your good friend over there, and he said that you have no balls and that you're a coward. You hide behind the microphone. Yeah, well, speak up, sir. I can't hear oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. Butch up, butch up. <laughs> yeah, he said you hide behind the microphone. Now, which, which good, people name which good friend is this? Huh? Which good friend is this? Uh, I'll... Alice, okay. Right. Yeah. And that you, um, you want to, you want to face anybody, come face to face to thing there, and your ball, you have no balls. Yeah. But then you don't. Right. And then you know, I, I couldn't take that anymore. I went over to the other, went back to you, and the amusing thing is that you were saying that he had no balls. <laughs> well, there's kind of a shortage now, to be honest with. You, as a matter of fact, uh, we're going to see if we can't uh, send mail order for a couple, but we're working on it. <laughs> You're more butch than some of the people up, who I opened up an uh, envelope this morning. There were a couple of BBs in it. That was about the best we could do. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know if you're... Wait a minute. I just, I just wanted to make one comment. Is this... Is it, the phone's all working now? Because this is a really weak start, okay? We just turned off the whole audience and we'd like uh, self-destructed here? No, when I call, it, I, it's rang and rang and rang. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Like, They're not busy. working? They're all still all screwed up? See, yeah. now I feel better. Because if there's an excuse for it, I can understand. But after going through such a melodramatic first hour... If the phones were working and I get shined, then I got to feel like, uh, hey, you know, I'm uh, playing with my marbles or my No, it does not really working because that's one and how it took them. Well, you remember Humphrey Bogart in Cane Mutiny, sir? Did you see that movie? I think so, but I was young when I saw it. Captain of the ship, and he was looking for the strawberries, and he was crazy. And he kept rolling those steel balls. Oh, 
right. <laughs> so you got to hang out of those balls, pal. Otherwise, it's like a security blanket. Oh, I see. <laughs> and, of course, if somebody takes them away, man, you're really upset. Yeah. My dogs have been talking to me about that, too, lately. But... Well, maybe you could get some wooden ones. There you go. <laughs> Neil, keep doing what you're doing. Don't give them no thought. I can, if I leave Broward County, I can't hear the stupid idiot. I know. That's why I feel bad, because people in Dade County need an interpreter. KT could come in here and interpret. He knows what's going on up there. Kenny Tobin will come in from our sales department and do a little number on Steve. A salesman? They're good buddies. Yeah, well, he's not selling. He's talking about Steve. Hey, listen, have a great day, sir. Same to you, and just too. remember, 400 years from now, who the hell give a crap, right? That's, that's correct. See ya. Bye-bye. Good point, I think. Well, I said it. It's 1109 at WIOD. Be sure and pass that along over there so Al can repeat it. It's 1109 at uh, W. All Neil All Day. We have an open line at Broward. Are they working now? See, I think what you need to do is pick them up once in a while instead of talking to KT, who's in there disturbing our radio show. Well, we're having a little phone problem this morning. I'm not trying to get picky, but the phones sometimes, like, watch. Hello? Hello. See, there's somebody on here who wasn't ringing. I told you, jackass. Oh, not you, sir. Hello, Neil. Uh-huh. How you doing? Okay. This is Joe Rogers from the Gold Ocean Mile. How you doing, Joe? Yes. Listen, Neil. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I want you personally to go over and tell Alan Finkelson if that horse ever runs again at Pompano Park, I'm going to burn it to the ground. Go okay? get the Joe Tannenbaum. He'll kick him in the hell there out. There you go. Come on, KT. Butch up, will you? People are starting to talk. What is it? Listen, uh, Neil. Palm Beach is open. Is it working? 655-WYD. Try it. Try it. It might work. Yeah, Joe. Uh, Neil. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Don't panic. I'm not panicking. You're on the air briefly. Yeah, your friend Steve Kane is panicking. Why is I that? think he's losing his investment with that station. His investment? What was that? You know, he, he All those baseball cards? I heard he had to give uh, King Paul like 14 Jose Consuccos to get in. No, uh, no, no, no. I think thing. he gave him his $50,000 that he got to, uh, as a severance pay. Oh, wouldn't that be You'll something? You'll know that, Woo! Steve. Oh, I sure hope he and Louis Crone don't go the, down the tubes together. Wouldn't that be desperate? I think he's going down the drain because I ha- ha- have I don't hear much advertising on here. I hear the funeral parlor, a couple of car spots, and I hear PSAs in drive time. That's a bad sign, you know? Bad sign. In the they beginning, he had a lot of flash there. We thought he was selling up a storm, but I think it was mostly, as usual, uh, lots of BS. He tried to uh, pull a promotional All thing on you. All flash and no cash. I hope he didn't suck you in on it. Okay, sir. Well, oh. we, don't want to, we don't want to get personal. Have a great day, Joe. Thank you. You bet. Anytime. Don't call again. Call over there. It's 11 after 11 at WIOD. We have an open line in Broward, 524. Now the lines are cooking, aren't they? Now we've got them working. And guess what? Just when we got... They're not. WIOD. Neil, how you doing? Hold on. See, it wasn't even flying. These phones are screwed up. I don't want to get excited, but Southern Bell sucks. To hell with the light bulb radio and to hell with the horses that can't walk. Let's do four hours on Southern Bell. What was that about? What 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 happened? WYOD. Hey, this is Plantation. Hold on, please. You okay? Yeah. You sure? You happy today? I'm happy I got through. Okay, thank God. <laughs> you know who this is? No. Okay, hold on. Uh, Twelve minutes. <laughs> God, thank God for Southern Bell. It kind of breaks it up a little bit, doesn't it? Boy, I just uh, don't understand what the hell is going on. Maybe they need a loan over there. Maybe we ought to call up uh, Larry Mixon and see what he's smoking this week, huh? Twelve minutes past 11 at WIOD, your happiness station. We're pretty upset, though, because we are... What is the word? Oh, I'm sorry. 
We are ostrich size. There's a place in the land down under, far away from don't have it. 1114 at WIOD. Look at that. A couple lines dropped off during the break. Those lines are so screwed up, aren't they? It's unbelievable. Ooh, that one's working. I can't believe it. WIOD. Yeah, I'd like to speak to Neil, please. Okay, hold on, please. Real tight. WIOD. Hello? Hello, can I speak to Neil, please? What is it? Oh, is this Neil? Hold on. Uh, this was Plantation, right? Yes, certainly is. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Great. What is FTL and uh, Southern Bell in collaboration here? FPL. Or I think it's pretty funny. Florida Tower and Light. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. So what's up, sir? What can we do you for today? Forty-five minutes ago, I wanted to call up and say, uh, "Don't let these guys get you down." But uh, you know. I'm not down at all. I'm, I'm just saying my piece. That's all. I mean, hey. this guy. Oh, he can't take any condition. That's a bunch of crap. I've been taking crap from people for since the day I sat down in this godforsaken town. Okay. <laughs> yep. If I was well, going to let a bunch of slime ball. What is it? Keep a stiff upper lip. Okay, keep it stiff, pal. Eleven fifteen at WIOD. That's what uh, Sofia Coppola said, isn't it? Isn't that what she said in the movie? Keep a stiff upper lip and lower lip. And cheeks, I don't want to go. I mean, she's she's what she is, okay? W-I-O-D. Neil. Hi. Hi, how are you? Okay. What do you sound so depressed about? Because now they're insulting us on uh, the big F over there. Insulting who? All your listeners. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and your sponsors as well. Oh, yeah. And I take offense to that. Well, we don't have as many... Uh, I'll tell you one thing. If we all died, I guess Steve would be happy because, man, those funeral spots, that's, uh, that's yeah, where, where it's he's, at. He's, he's the instigator in this whole thing. I hate him like poison, Neil. But what difference does it make? I mean, they're, not, they're, it makes no difference. They've been on for, what, nine days? And they're already flailing around desperately like little kids screaming exactly. for attention because they so got childish. no act. You see, on the one hand... He wants to say that we're the silly station, we're for the mindless, we're above your wicked suds, morons. And on the other hand, they were they were going to be the the alternative, the real talk station. But they realized, of course, that that crap went out that went out with high button shoes. Nobody cares about it except nine hundred year old people. W News went under. They're doing like a one with radio memories, and so they're really in limbo. They got nowhere to go. So that's why they're flailing around desperately talking about me in hopes that just maybe. Somebody can hear them, and we'll get a few people, which we have, you know, and I think you ought to send me a check for it. He's pathetic. That's the word. And lie, man, this guy, I mean, whether it's about ratings, whether it's about, and, you know, he just, uh, oh, their ratings dropped in half, and, uh, you know, Steve's sitting over there. He's been there two months. He's got a 1-3. Bob Gordon, who's been there for a million years, was there for a million years in the morning, who's uh, not a bad guy, but, you know, mediocre talent, had a 1-5 in the morning playing uh, Barbara Streisand and Frank Sinatra, okay? I mean, let's face it, that ain't, when you've already been in the market before and you make this comeback and I give them all the play that I've given them, there should be a little something more happening. And when all the demographics are 65 plus and you hear 90% of the callers sound like uh, Methuselah on a bad day, I don't think there's like a great case going on over there, okay? Well, I, I agree. I, I, as a matter of fact, I called yesterday afternoon and I wanted to, he asked for opinions on the show. 
So I called, and he cut me off with the quick, and yeah. he's just... You mean Steve? Yeah. Did he go... Exactly. You know, here's the guy who t claims everybody else is a coward, and he thinks it's real gutsy to bring people out and do this contrived controversy and scream and yell and go out to dinner with him that night at, uh, at Burton Jack's. He's such but a But the bottom line, it's all phony, because as soon as anybody calls, and after 20 seconds of taking issue or showing that right. you disagree, it's the same... <laughs> oh, you must be a Rick and so... And then you're gone. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. He cut so me what, off. What is that? It's, what is it? He doesn't crap. have a show. That's yeah, what it is. Crap. It is crap, Neil. About them dolphins. Mm hmm. I'm excited. Oh, uh, we are pumped, to say the least. Yeah. Well, anyway, Neil. And you know something, win or lose, even if we get our oh, tails right. beat, which could happen, but I, I hope not. But it's just been such a, a good experience. And for those people out there, I feel sorry for people who don't even understand the experience of being a fan of anything uh. other than just a, a buck. You know, I mean, it's so crass and so stupid. But again, it's part of that same thing. If Neil says this, then the other one says, uh, you, you know, know this is so tired. Neil, this and Sandbox. Neil, that. Who, yeah. You know, I don't want to hear it. I, mean, I, I like want to hear you. I like I said, I'm embarrassed by it. People who want to hear uh. Neil can listen 10 to 2 on WIOD. And if they have nothing else to offer but talking about Neil, why don't they just give me all the other time? I'll do some spots, make some extra money on the side, and, and that'll be it, okay? Neil, the whole key is when you're on top, they want to knock you down, and that's but the, the bottom But the line. point is, you know, like Al has been on opposite me before, couldn't compete, ran off into another time slot like a little coward, which is basically what he is. He's a wimp, and when his own people over there call him a wimp, and when he comes out with his bitchy crap yesterday like a little petulant child, exactly. oh, I've been picked on, and now I'm getting even is really the essence of what it's all. Hey, fine, so you're even, uh, what does that mean? Where's go. the audience? Where's the signal? Where's the business? Where's anything? The same Show where, me something. The same place it was on W News. Nowhere. Right. Well. Radio death. Okay, Neil. Looking forward to Saturday. Amen. And, uh, That's going to uh, give us something else to get excited about. And try to play the song today if you can. You mean Miami Dolphins? Okay. There you go. Have a good one. Neil. I'll try, but you know what Henry says. No, I can't. <laughs> I really can't. Have a great day. Bye, Neil. 20 after 11 on your psychotic station, 610 WIOD, where it's happening, where it's a sport. And if you don't believe it, we'll make it into one. We'll have Rick Weaver do a play-by-play. -play. Or even, if you're really not nasty, did I just see Jeff walk down the hall? Now, he's a wonderful guy. He didn't have food in his hand, did he? You don't have food. Oh, for George, okay. Because my Nutrisystem arrived today, and I can assure you, as a walking example of what not to look like, I mean, I am a cow. Well, no, I just thought I was sitting in here. What do you mean I'm on the air? Of course I'm on the air, Jeff. What the hell do you think this is? The Steve Greenberg show? Did you see the day he had the elephant droppings on the uh, news and was sniffing them in the middle of the six? That was the most disgusting thing. And he also had mentioned that Dave Game had been there before. Now, I don't know if there's a connection, but i got to tell you, Steve, that was uh, pretty embarrassing. Steve Greenberg at Channel 6, and we thank him for his check, by the way. What is that? You're going to be disappointed. I appreciate it, but somebody beat you to it. So, uh, my friend Jim gave Fat Rich the tape, brought it over to me at the track last night. But, I mean, hey, I'm sure somebody, I appreciate the sentiments, and you were coming anyway, so don't feel bad. You were coming to bring George his uh, three lunches. But I appreciate it, as always. You're a great American. Okay, it's 21 after 11. We'll be right back. You know you really need a show. Come on now. 1124 at WIOD. Phones are, and Jeff made a good point. He said if the phone calls are actually getting through to here and like lines aren't lighting and different stuff, that's not Southern Bell. That's internal. That's the in-house phone systems all screwed up. So let's stop blaming my good friends at Southern Bell. Right? I don't care who we blame. Let's blame somebody. 
What the hell good is life if you can't blame somebody? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. We have an open line in Dade, if it's working, 751-1 in Broward, 524-WYOD. Carol City. Yeah, hold on. Thank you. I'm holding. Yeah, what's up, dude? How you doing? Hey, this is Lou from FIU. Oh, jeez. Where are you, Lou? I'm at home. From FIU? Getting ready to go to school. Yeah, Lou, i got to be honest with you. You were supposed to come to a remote of ours at Charcoal's, was it? Yeah, that was my birthday. Never showed up? No, but... You're just all, all flash and no cash. Well, that's what she said last night. Yeah. No, but seriously, yeah, that was my birthday, and uh, when I got to work the night before, uh, we went drinking and stuff. Yeah, I know, and stuff. Mostly and stuff. <laughs> I got a short story for you. Yeah, I'll bet. The story's short, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my friend uh, my friend Gilbert, he works at Calder, Valley Parking. Your friend Gilbert? Yeah. Not any Gilbert we know. He never gets to you, though. A different Gilbert. Well, in, in That's because the... Eric parks my car right. at Calder, sir. Because Eric, Eric is a great car. American. Eric parks your, your beautiful Corvette. That is and, uh, correct, because him. I trust Eric implicitly, and I love him with a passion. Just a joke, Eric. Right, but my friend See you in Gilbert... in a couple hours. What is it? My friend Gilbert works with Eric. Yeah, and, uh, he says, so to speak. He said he always wants to get you, but he never can. Really? Yeah. Well, if he plays his cards right. So, Neil, um, I was listening to the TV yesterday. Yeah. And I heard that they're coming up with, you know, like, do new series of old TV shows. Yeah. They're coming up with a new series, the new Three Stooges, and it's going to be starring Arsenio Hall, Tim McHire, and Jim Barry. What do you think about that? Lou? Yeah? Have a great life. No, wait, wait. What? Well, you got to come up with something better than that. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah, well, put it away the humor, is my I mean, suggestion. The humor. Come on, Lou. What's up? Well, I'm going, getting ready now. To, you're, you have a big audience at FIU. Do I? Yeah. Hey, I got news for you. The way this phone is today, I don't think I've got a big audience anywhere. I mean, a phone like this, this system is just a nightmare, and it's not Southern Bell. It's inside this screwed-up place. So I apologize to any other radio station in America. Anything I would say about technical defugalties, I apologize because we are a disgrace. This station's only been here 65 years, and we still can't get it right. Right, Lou? You can't get it erect, you say? Lou? Yeah. We'll see you. That poor Lou. He's somebody gave him an erector set when he was a little kid, and he's been working on it ever since and still can't. We have an open line in Broward, 524, and two of them in Dade, 751-WIOD, 751-9463. Starline. Hello. Good morning. Yes, sir. I just wanted to tell you that I think that you are absolutely right when you say that this whole thing is juvenile, which makes me wonder why... You seem to see you even... Sir, try to uh, clean up your act a little bit, will you? I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, why do you give airtime to it? I mean, just let, say... Let me, let me say, say, let me say it. Let me, let me it say it again. You asked a question. Do you want an answer? Yeah. Because I'm not going to let somebody do a three-hour hatchet job on the air without but responding to it. that it matters to doesn't care, doesn't listen to it. I don't care who or what or when or how you conduct your business with uh, after 10 to 2. You are uh, uh, an entertainer. You entertain me. I like you. enjoy you. And whatever you do after that is your business. Well, I already, first of all, that isn't the issue. The issue is with how, what I say on the air was the issue and people trying to tell me how to say it and what I should say and I'm harming people all this other crap. 
But I already said at the beginning of this hour that I probably made a mistake by wasting all that time because this audience doesn't give a crap about any of that, okay? They listen to the show to be entertained, to have a good time. They don't give a flying crap about any of that. You're probably right. Well, I already said that. Well, then, okay, then. But well, you want to perpetuate you, the conversation. If you realize that, are you 90 minutes into your show and still harping on it? Because you just called about it. <laughs> The last guy, Lou from FIU, was talking about uh, pygmies on the moon, a bunch of other crap. He didn't make any reference to it. He don't even know about it. He can't pick it up. Okay. <laughs> and you're bringing it back. Oh, I'm sorry. So I... ask not what your talk host can do for you, but look in the mirror. Because you brought it back up, as they said at the bad restaurant. Right. Have a great life. You too. What are you eating in there? What a pig! If you're going to eat spaghetti, do it under the counter, because like I said, I'm telling you, I am going to become militant on this food thing. I mean it. My blood sugar this morning was, and isn't it interesting that Stanley Dancer was there? I didn't talk to him, but he was there at Pompano last night. I thought I was going to have another stroke when I went home. I was so, ag I was so aggravated when I left there last night, I wanted to just blow my brains out. Just spill them on the table like Clemenza. Felt like calling Michael Corleone and meeting him at Louis in the Bronx. Are those daylines working, those two that are dead there? 751? Check them out. When in doubt, check them out. Because I'm getting real surly. Not really. I just got the program from last night. Don't forget Christmas list, by the way, Friday night in the 10th race in our 610W. And that's one we know is going to be trying like crazy every week. Thank God for Christmas list, right? And Joe Pavia, Jr., and by the way, Joe, I'm sorry you got parked at the half in 56-4 and four last night in the last race by Richard Kent, who is coming across the line right now. That was an outrage. Man can just sit there in a two-hole, get himself a perfect trip, maybe even pick up a check in that race. No, he's out there 56-4, and four, puking and slashing and whipping. Richard, boy, hit him again! Hit him again, Richard! I'm starting to sound like those guys up at Calder, you know what? And I enjoy it. In fact, I take back everything I said about that. I'm going to start being the same when I go to the track. If you go out there and you're going to spend your hard-earned money and, uh, you know, play a, a shoot a fish in a barrel somewhere, the least you can do is scream and yell and have a good time. I used to do that years ago, and then I became real docile after they took away my steel. Uh, let's see. Let's take a call in Plantation, is it? Plantation's always like touch and go. Hello. Hello. How you doing? All right. Good morning to you. Buenos dias. Yeah, uh, well, first... Are you out of the sack yet? You sound like you're still uh, just uh, under the sheets. I just got off work. I'm getting ready to go to the sack. Really? <laughs> go to the old sack. Yeah, I did. I was, first thing, uh, not like 90% of the, your listeners, we haven't heard any of the other side of the Exactly. Story, but, uh, I'm, you know, I got sucked into a big thing, but I still, I'm glad I said it, because I wanted to say it. There's a segment of the audience out there that got sucked into it, too, and about... And I've said it, and it's out there, and screw them. Okay, let's uh, do our thing. Okay. Market is up 37 points. Well, doesn't affect me. I know. <laughs> hey, when <laughs> you're a schlepper like we are, who the hell cares uh, about the market? Well, When your money is out there on the track at Pompano, who cares about the market? Well, you got me on Hit him again, Pompano. Jeff. Come on, whip him one more time. That's it. I, I got to tell you, you got me out to Hialeah, and when, when you were doing that thing out there trying to save that. Yeah, that was me. fun. And it was fun, and I had a, a real good time. I won a lot of money during that period of time, too, during those well, the few days they raced, which I, I wasn't came, many. I came up and said hi and told you my daughter had hit every race at, out at Hialeah. Right, that's right, I remember. <laughs> and I was there at, at Pompano for Breeders' Crown Night, mm -hmm. and 
Hey, Pompano is great, and I love the sport, but there are just a few apples out there that they ought to turn into road apples, put them on the highway, send them back to Quebec, and get them and their horses far, far away. Well, I'm serious. I, I'm too stupid to know that, and I went out there and had a lot of fun, and so I, I, I went on the best night I could, I guess. Right. Well, the less you know, the better. Well, the Breeders' Crown you can't miss. That's great. That's yeah. top-notch. Yeah, we did. We had a lot of fun for that. I don't think we... Richard Kent will be driving in the Breeders' Crown, or Jeff Gregory, for that matter, yeah. Jeff, if you don't put you up a little bit. Poor dude. What's going on with that kid? Man, I'm, yeah. I'm want to cry, but that's, you know, yeah, I, 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 that's I, life. You, you meet a lot of... I, Way I figure, I think he's graduated there, the Donald Brainerd School of Driving. The, the people been out there that long that they're, they're just so so used to all the losing. They they don't nah, they talk about it anymore. They they, they're care. out there just. And I don't either. I just go to have a good time, to schmooze with Fat Rich yeah. and Alan Finkelson, smoke good cigar, and yeah. leave we my are, money. Have fun. Like, Here comes Christmas, the bunny. This Christmas, and there goes your money. I got I got to pick a bone with you about that. You got to start on the weekends. Like Friday nights is my my, my nights off. You always well, start Friday night is the night that he's racing. This yeah, Friday I know, night, but, sir. But you started the night from signing up in the middle of the week. Well, I'm sorry, sir, but I'm I'm sorry I didn't consult with you first. If I would have talked <laughs> well, to you, I would have done that. Well, we'll, He'd have raced every night, every Friday when it was convenient for you. Well, we'll we'll do that next time. Well, come out Friday, okay? Is, please. I've had Let's a go by. I, well, please, we'll, we'll I'm do begging that. you. Well, you got it. I, I've been a season ticket holder for the Dolphins. There you go. 1969. Lived here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and lived here in plantation. No, I can't. I really can't. Yes, I can. And, Put them back in and the it's my team. I, and see, I'm not. A, I, I I can't say I'm a, a football fan. Yes, you can. I'm you a really Dolphin. can. I'm a Dolphin fan. Yes, you can. I've been a Dolphin fan. I don't care about any other teams. I you just really go, can. I go to see the Dolphins, and I've followed the Dolphins since then. Since I've been listening to you, I've started turning into a baseball fan. I there you go. Never, never cared about baseball, but I just listened to you. Well, it won't be long now. Just a few weeks before spring training and yeah. the smell of jockstraps will permeate the air from coast to coast, from Mesa, Arizona <laughs> to Lakeland, Florida. But All those jock sniffers, get me alert. And fun and you got me interested in it, so. Well, thank God for that, sir, and go back to sleep. I, I, I'm coming along. Okay, well, we all are. Anyway, thanks for all the fun. And I As they say in plantation, sir, we'll all meet someday in the end. Have a great uh, day. And I'll see you out at Pompano Friday. Okay, see you. Adios. Okay. Someday. Wow. You made a New Year's resolution. Well, you said you're going to knock off 20 pounds. Just another self-delusion oh! Because you know You're hooked on almond joys and mounds And when I see you choke the Twinkies down Don't you know you really gross me out No, I can't. I really can't. But if you keep sucking down cases of make a low, you'll be 
the first person who's given his own zip code. I bet you can't top that. No, I can't. I really can't. It's 1136 at WI Ostracize D, and we'd be coming right back. 1139. You know what I was really going to get into today? I wanted to get into Elvis today, so to speak. I No, see, with me, I prefer if they're at least still a little warm. But yesterday, uh, Guiding Light was traumatic, and Riva is evidently still alive, and they saw this crowd on the screen in Italy and some uh, travelogue. And, oh, there she is. There's Riva in the middle of 400 people. And anyway, it was really traumatic. And then at 4, I usually turn over to Channel 4, and they have that personalities and then that other, um, those real flash shows with all the uh, smarm and the personalities and the scandal, that crap. And all the thing about was, uh, like, Elvis, because Rick and Spud did that too yesterday, didn't they? For, like, a uh, good part of the show was the Elvis crap. And I was thinking, now, when I was coming back from vacation on the plane, I read that uh, paperback book by Albert Goldman about the day Elvis died and the last day and all the drugs and all this crap. But they were showing these women, and even now, and they're all like, they're in tears, and oh, I can't stand it that he's dead. And, and there, you know, all these investigations about his death and about the drugs, and did he commit suicide? I don't understand it. I think there are more people in this country who are obsessed and fascinated with the death of Elvis Presley than about the assassination of President Kennedy, for example. Does that give you a good idea as to where this country is coming from? I'm serial. I mean, you know, he was a rock star. He was good looking when he was young. He was grotesque when he was older. But, I mean, but, you know, and I liked his music, some of it. But, I mean, jeez, are we, uh, these women, these hopeless, lifeless, uh, pathetic, and they still run up there to Graceland and they sit on the lawn and they, like Alice in Wonderland, they're crying and they're floating away in their tears. What is that all about? Aren't you about Elvis Doubt? Nick in a little bit old. Return to Santa. Oh! Return to Santa. I got a sweater from my grandpa. It was pink and black. But don't worry, be happy. Was printed on the back. He wrote upon it. Return to Santa. Get on the diet. Your tanky sweater gave me a rash. I got a fruitcake and some plaid pants. I'll bet. Hair clippers for my nose. <clears throat> Another bottle of Old Spice. Boy, did I get hosed. He wrote upon that. Return to Santa. Okay, back in the box. 11.43 at WIOD. I'm, it is getting a little bit old after a while, you know? Let them rest in peace. By the way, remember the lady who called in and started that whole thing? And I'm not going to talk about it anymore, but this big uh, phony feud. 
and she was giving us the spy report. And one of the things that was allegedly said uh, was about um, Blue Lagoon with Christopher Atkins and Brooke Shields, which definitely one of the great movies in the history of film. I can't believe Cosper didn't mention it the other day. And Paradise with Willie Ames and Phoebe Cates, not bad either. But anyway, uh, I was reading uh, yesterday, uh, last night as a matter of fact, I opened up all this crap somebody sent here in the mail. Return of Blue Lagoon is being filmed as we speak. It is coming in 91. They did a nationwide search for this phenomenal-looking young couple who are going to be out there scantily clad, and probably a few times in the movie, not clad at all. And they make Brooke Shields and Christopher Atkins look like um, Henry Barrow and Elena Tour. Now, that's, that's bad. Did I say that? That was cruel. Can you guys ever forgive me for that? No, I can't. I really can't. Come on. But uh, seriously, I mean, they are, you are, no matter what you like, believe me, uh, fish, fowl, or any of the above, I mean, they are incredible. I don't even think they're for real. They must be like uh, dummies or something. People look like that usually are. It's 1144 at WIOD, and let's go to Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, guy? I'm doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. Um, How about you? Have... You doing it? I'm doing it. Well, that's good. <laughs> I just have one question for you. What's the question? Uh, how can a man look into another man's hairy butt and find love? Check with your proctologist, okay, sir? It was Adam and Eve. 1144 at WIOD. It's another one of our uh, Cuban listeners, spies from WQBA. We have an open line in Dade County, 751-9463. And, of course, we know about all those macho Cubans, right? Yeah. We're butch, baby. Give me a kiss. And we have an open line in Palm Beach, 655-9463. You show me a Latin who isn't bisexual, and I'll show you pimples on Fidel Castro's butt. Anyway, let's go to Pompano. Hello. Yeah, hi, See, you don't know what that means, and I don't either. It was purposely ambiguous, so you can make out of it whatever you like. Yes, sir? Yeah, hi. Uh, I missed the part of your show where uh, you were kind of at the practice. What, what is, speak up, sir. Speak up. Don't uh, be a coward. Get right to it. What I was saying, I missed your sh the part of your show about where uh, you were, uh, your commentary about what happened to track to you last night. What happened? What happened to me? Yeah. Well, oh, no, it's not, it's not just a comment about last night. It's a comment in general. And for years, I have been urging Alan Finkelson to tell some of our French-Canadian trainers and drivers and horse people not to come back to Pompano Park and to stay where the moon don't shine up there at Blue Bonnets and elsewhere because when they come down here, it is a disgrace what uh, is put before the public. There was a horse. Well, this isn't the only one. There are a couple of others. But last night, there was a horse in the 10th race called Jeff's Awesome. It broke down. No, it didn't break down. Oh, just, that's the uh, one that got distance last time. Last time, distanced. he had won the time before in 59-1 and one with an outstanding last quarter. Right. And last night was dropping down, was only 6-1 to one in the morning line, went off, I think, about 13-1, to one, which isn't, you know, like 99-1. to one. He had a shot. You figured it'd be in there. You knew the race would be slower. The race went to 59-2, and two, which he had won a couple of weeks ago in 59-1. and one. When they went to the half, he must have been 20 lengths behind. When they came to the stretch, he was like in the next race. In other words, he was like in a post parade for the next race was coming out. That's when he finished, about eight minutes later. 400 lengths. He did not make a break, didn't break down. He just was walking on his hands and knees. And I suggested to Mr. Finkelson that horses that perform like that once should be forced to qualify before we're asked to uh, indulge our hard-earned dollars to uh, support tangible support again. Well, they usually are, but I noticed uh, that, that, that used to be a pretty good racehorse. Jeff's awesome. You're, but you're missing my point. That's not the point. I mean, you know, Secretariat used to be a good racehorse, too, but I don't think he's going to be running at Aqueduct today, you know? He's not in good shape. He's kind of like this one, dead. And you're right about Pavey. He got parked out pretty good in that last race. 
Well, I'm not talking about Pavia. I'm talking about Richard Kent with the three horse, which had the two hole, 40 to 1, had no chance to win the race. The horse is never going to happen, 56 and 4 in his life, and was just puking and whipping for the sole purpose of keeping Pavia, the even money favorite part. I didn't even bet the race, but I mean, it was just abortive. And then the uh, Richard Kent's horse finishes 30 lengths behind. Doesn't that bother you, sir? Yeah. I noticed that. If he sits the two-hole trip, he might even get finished second. He might get sick along, get a pretty good trip. And all he accomplished was finishing last by 30 lengths. Neil, let me ask you this. I yes, noticed sir. you put a lot of credence on the drivers. But in a lot of those races, they're all catch drivers. They're all good drivers. What does that mean? Well, don't you think that uh, the driver's only as good as his mount? In some cases. I'm going to I'm going to say it again. Kevin Wallace, who got three days for a little interference suspension, but Kevin Wallace is the best driver on that track, bar none, sir. Don't ever forget that. He can drive circles around those people. Okay. I happen to think Peter Wren is. Uh, let me say this to you again. Kevin Wallace is the best driver on that track, and if you've noticed Peter Wren's performances since coming back, since he isn't getting Mike Gorshi's horses, mediocre to non-existent. Pete's a good driver, not in Kevin Wallace's class anymore. Okay. Trust me when I tell you. Okay, I'll bet on Kevin Walsh. Okay. 11.48 at WIOD. I'm glad we got that settled so easily. That's what I like. Somebody agreeable for a change. We have an open line in Dade. Maybe we'll get a call today from uh, Renee Nadon, the trainer of Jeff Awesome last night. Get a little update on the condition. And maybe we'll uh, get a call from the stewards, too, to see if he's crossed the finish line yet. There's an open line in Dade. I started to say that moments ago before my harness racing hysteria got me wrapped up in a fever. 751, I can't finish the race. And one in Palm Beach, 655 stiff, 655 WIOD. And we'll be right back. 1151 at WIOD, we have an open line today. You know what I need to do? I need to get that sports section that you're reading right now because they, we have no papers in here. And Phil Saltzman will be calling, won't he, and be bugging me. So I'd rather beat him to the uh, horse's butt today, so to speak. And uh, pick another loser like that parsimonious we had yesterday. That's also still, uh, still here he comes. Hit him, Herbie. boy. Here he is. He's going to make it. Okay. Better late than never. Right, Ian? How you doing, dude? What do you want? I don't know. Just to say hey. You know, i got to be honest with you. we got an Ian Spy report. Kelvin, who's a great guy, came to the track to Calder Friday for our remote, showed up, supported us, was enthusiastic. He yeah. said, Ian's not out here because he's really pissed off at you because of what you said about the hurricanes. I thought that was childish. And no, you really... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can I finish my statement okay. and then you can correct me? Sorry. I thought it was childish and depressing. Are you finished? Yes. Okay. That's not the reason I didn't show up. But I did disagree with you. But I would show oh, up... Oh, I see. So in other words, if you don't agree with everything that I say, that see, now Rick and Suds can take comfort in understanding no, why wait. you're so fickle. Wait, because as soon as somebody says something no. you don't agree with, then... Up yours. Is no, that it, Ian? That's not why you I only didn't wish. show up, though. What? That's not why I didn't show up. I had to work a little with my dad. But well, I was... guess what? We somehow survived. Isn't I... that incredible? Yeah, but, well, well, can I say one thing about Kelvin? Here's my horse in the first race, ladies and gentlemen. Angel Mine with early fire strikes again, striking terror into the hearts of paramutual players from coast to coast. Angel Mine in the first. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay, well, when's your next remote anyway, first of all? I did at Gulfstream at some, sometime in February. We don't have a date. We're postponing the one we were going to have on the 25th because it was too soon after Calder. It would have been a little bit, little bit horse racing intensive, don't you think, eh? Yes, and I'm yeah. there. One thing about Kelvin, though, you know how Al Alice came out of the closet yesterday? Yes, ma'am. I think Kelvin sure. has an announcement later on this week. Really? And that's all. Well, I, I sure hope he's sitting on my knee when he makes it. <laughs> I don't know. The other day we were at it. He started you don't talking. know? He started talking how he wants to grow his hair long and blonde. 
That's yeah. all I got to know. How about on his head? <laughs> no. Oh, one thing about ratings, Neil, about Steve Kane. If you ever went away, like, to New York for a couple months, like he did, and came back, you know your ratings would blow his away. Like, you would, no matter where you are, you would have a more than a 1.3. Can I say this to you? Okay. The fact that Mr. Ego yes. was in New York talking about Neil Rogers on the air in the morning on WABC, having the urine lady and the same old chronic guests on, indicates to me that he has a very limited repertoire, as in yes. mouth breathers. See? I mean, that's, that's not having a clever debate or sparring with a caller. Okay, and I'm, talking to, I'm not talking about mouth breathers, and there are some of those. I'm talking about people who sound relatively intelligent, who have a different point of view, and as soon as they spend about 20 seconds saying that maybe they enjoy Rick and Suds or anything that takes a different point of view, yeah. that's it. That's the repertoire. There are three things, and all the rest is strictly filler. It's Uncle Neil is this, and Uncle Neil says that, and Uncle Neil is great, and Uncle Neil stinks. That's number one, far ahead of all the others. Number two is Rick and Suds suck, and uh, everybody's coming over here. That's number and number three is blah, 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 tied in usually with number one or number two. Okay, <laughs> that's true. it. And I think number one and number two are very good uh, apropos in this case. Have you got it, Ian? But it. I thought you were the guy that was giving me a big song and a dance just only weeks ago about how you were so excited he was back. No, and Rick and remember, Come on, you're a fickle, you're a fickle pickle, Ian. You're like a, you're like a butterfly in a heat, Ian. But Rick and Sud, I started getting into them a lot more. I guess. Well, we don't want to get into that. Okay. And one thing, if the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl in Tampa. Yeah. Would you go? Are you, you go? are you kidding me? I mean, of course I would go. You got how would you, you got tickets? I take uh, Rick Weaver's spot. Oh, okay. And one one more thing about ratings. How did QAM versus WRD do in the sports talk ratings? Oh, jeez. No, I got I, all, I got all the stuff here, but I never thought anybody would ask I'm just today. Well, well, we don't have the hour by hour. The book won't be in for a couple of days. Uh, I can give you seven to midnight. Okay, that's what I know. Twelve plus seven to midnight. IOD had a three, which was uh, no, nah, that's not right. That was twenty-five to fifty-four. Just a second, just a second. Okay. Well, you're a pain, Ian. You really are. You're, I'm sorry. You're a pain in the ass. Sometimes I feel like crap. Okay, here we go. Thank you. Uh, nighttime seven to midnight. Twelve plus. WIOD had. Where the hell are we? Boy, are we on this page even? We had a 3-3 up from a 2-9. Hank is uh, moving up. He was only on a part of that thing. We're increasing at night. And WQAM, 7 to midnight, had a 1.2 down from a 1.5. Uh-oh. Nope. Uh-oh. Here comes the bunny. There goes your money. No more Mets. <laughs> okay. Does that answer your question? Yes, I appreciate it. Ian, have a wonderful life. And as soon as uh, Kelvin's yes. ready for the announcement, believe me, we are you ready for have, him. You guys have an exclusive. Okay. I'll <laughs> talk to you later. See ya. Have a good day. It's 11.56 at WIOD. Boy, do I feel uh, great today now that I left my contribution to the breed last night. Here's a Starline Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Neil. Buenos dias. Hey, I was just wondering, uh, since I am on the Starline and all those crappy mobile phones called in, Yeah. I was wondering, uh, how does this radio phone sound? Radio phone? Yeah, well, you know, it's mm. other phones, so it's radio waves somewhere around 800 meg. <laughs> Excuse me? Well, yeah, but just the way you put that, I mean, it was like so pseudo-intellectual. I was incredible, like very technical. Yes, well, I... Just... How does it sound? Yeah. Crappy. 1157, that was okay. I just wanted... He just wanted that. Why do you always put on West Palm Beach, it sounds like Big Al from Boca? Are you Big Al from Boca? Hello? Hello? Is this Big Al? Oh, this ain't Big Al. This is Big Jim. Okay, hold on, Jim. Same difference. Oh, is this Jim? Yeah. Is this our uh, ticket uh, plunger? Yeah, this is Ticket Jim. Chicken Jim? Ticket, Ticket Jim. 
Chicken Jim? Chicken Christmas Jim. Hey, listen, don't let Marlon Brando get a hold of you, Jim. You hear that story? Okay, I'm sorry. How you doing? I could, uh, no, I didn't hear the story. Why'd you tell me? No, nah, I don't want to tell you. You're not on the air. So what's going on, Jim? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to see out there, you know, figures. I, uh, but the last time I went to a power mutual joint, it's been hard for me to get down there. I was at Biscayne. Yeah. And they put the wrong dog up. Mm-hmm. Monday, I finally Here talk- comes the bunny. Yeah. Monday, I finally talked my friend into going down to Pompano. Hasn't been there all year. And the uh, power went off. And you, you guys already left. You must have finished dinner already. Yeah, that's right. So last night, run. I got stuck down in North Miami. I said, gee, I can't get to Pompano in time. I'll catch the last three or four races of Hollywood. What happened? A dog caught the lure. <laughs> you are what they call a kiss of death, Jim. Snake bit. I wish, but you could have driven Jeff's awesome in the tenth race last night at uh, Pompano Park. You'd have been, uh, you'd have been awesome. Do you know Stanley Dancer told me I had great hands to drive? Did he? I'm still well, he keeps for telling, Larry Roll to teach he me. keeps telling Harold Kelly that too, but it doesn't seem to be getting the job done. Stanley, by the way, had a horse that went off one to five last night in the second race. And I had the winner in that race, by the way, but didn't bet him flat. I had him in the double, did not have the double because the 40 to one shot won the third race. Nadine Lobel won the second with Sepp Nichols. But anyway, uh, brief attire with Harold Kelly went off one to five. Stanley Dancer trained the second race. You know where he finished? A desperate third. A desperate third. Whipping gasping, and Whipping, slashing, and gasping for oxygen in the deep stretch. Now, let me ask you something. As Stan Bergstein would pay? say. How much did the double pay? Right. Uh, a lot. It paid like two sixty eight or some some drag or six hundred bucks. Six hundred bucks. There's nothing like those dollar double wheels. There you go, Jim. With all. Well, listen. Here comes the bunny. We'll see you Friday. Tenth oh, race, Christmas race. Don't forget. Okay, and say Uh-oh. hi to Renee and Don. Okay, and Don Brainerd and Jeff Gregory. Jeffrey, somebody's gonna have to put you over their knee and spank you, baby. or something we're going on there. What is your story? We got an open line in Palm Beach six five five nine four six three. We're gonna turn you over to Kelly Shepard if you don't watch out. What do we got? We got Elaine Ettor with the news. Wow, what a tweet. Then we'll come back at 12.05. We got Rick and Spuds at 2. We got Sports Talk at 6.05. Guest Ray ba- Bentley, linebacker of the Bills. Hank Goldberg, 8 to 11 tonight. Go! News Talk Radio 610 WIOD presents the Neil Rogers Show. To get in touch and talk with Neil, dial 751-WIOD from Dave. In Broward, it's 524-WIOD. Palm Beach, 655-WIOD. And Bell South Mobility customers make it a free call by dialing star IOD. The opinions expressed by the guest, host, or callers are not necessarily those of this station. Now here's Neil Rogers on News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. You've seen him on Channel 7 News. First, as a two-bit reporter. Now, as a two-bit anchor that wears more makeup than Tammy Faye Baker and Mary Kay combined. Rick Sanchez Faye. the dulcet tones of the man who brought you Crime Check, Rick Sanchez. Rick Sanchez. Rick Sanchez sings. Give me a with a don't miss Rick Sanchez in his pasty face tour over Hialeah. It's one show you won't want to miss steak for a good one.
Sanchez. He loves his audience. I accept you as a precious gift from God. Thank you so much, Yvette. Look at this. Uh, some uh, checks here for Camilla's house. Our total is 107,871. We're going to go over 110. We're going to go over 110. What is this card? What is this picture of a lion? To the king of beasts of talk entertainment radio, like this picture of the lion. Woo! Oh, from Gilbert. The card's from Gilbert. The writing was like uh, prepubescent. Now that explains it. You know, Gilbert's getting a little uh, much, you know what? Don't you think so? The remote had called her. I thought he was, uh, well, we stifled him pretty good, but he's just getting uh, out of hand. Anyway, the reason I played the Rick Sanchez thing, do you see the thing in the paper? He's got malaria, and he's pretty happy about it because he'd been getting ill and chills and fever and, uh, wow, sitting next to Sally and Penny. And it didn't know what the hell it was. And uh, it said somebody, a priest performed the last rites, and he woke up, and he looked up. He thought he was in the Godfather. He was just confused. And now it's malaria, which is treatable, and he's grateful, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Which probably explains why he's been singing like that. That's a good explanation. If you had malaria, you'd sound like that, too. It's 12.08 at WIOD. We have an open line in Dade County, 751. I'm just looking at this. Uh, is this? Oh, this isn't a check. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's from Mary at the University of Miami. Mary says, a few weeks ago I heard a caller on your show say that when he bought a Herald from a vending machine, he took all of the papers. Recently I read the papers are purchased by people who don't work for the Herald, but people who work an extra job for added income. They fill the machines hoping that those uh, buying papers will be honest to leave the papers that have been paid for. Bah, bah, bah. And so in other words, they lose money. Not the Herald, but all those poor slobs that fill up the machines lose money if you steal the papers. <clears throat> I'd still do it. It's 1209 at WIOD. We also have an open line in Palm Beach at 655-9463. 655-WIOD. Got to clear the mung out of my throat. You're ready for an exciting two hours. Rick and Spud will be here from 2 to 6. Oh, it's a psychic thing. I can't believe it. Rose. Hi. How are you? I was just during the news break. I kept thinking, boy, you know, there's some people we haven't heard from in a while. Like Get out of here. Rick, no, I'm serious. Like Rose and Rick from the vent, from the video uh, ripoff store, whatever he's doing. Did he ever come over to the studio? No. Hey, oh, you know, call? Rose, those guys are all flash and no oh, cash. Yeah, you know like, that. Oh. I'll talk. Okay. Well, I don't see him anymore, so. Yeah. yeah well, don't we, they don't have time for us. We only got Corey bugging well, us I now. I think he still listens. Corey. Who's that, Corey? No, no, no. Now, let me ask you a question, because you're a very astute observer of the passing scene. I try. You know who Corey is? Yeah. Who did the song? Yeah. That sounds great at the stadium, but like mush on this cart that we got here? Yeah. Uh, is he becoming a little uh, chronic, do you think? Okay, I, I haven't... Oh, you mean on your show? Or well, on the station. Um... And I wish this KS would stop sending me these pornographic <laughs> pictures. I've seen it all, okay? This guy's been sending these... For 15 years, he keeps sending me these pictures, Okay. <laughs> Of all these hot young guys doing disgusting... Oh, look at that. <laughs> wow. I was going to send you something, but that'll be later. I'm telling you, this Blue Lagoon, uh, what do they call it? The Return well, of the Blue Lagoon? Okay. And see, you, these are supposed to be their children. You said Blue Lagoon. That's fantastic. But Paradise? He looks great, but the movie sucked, okay? Had both movies sucked, but oh. I mean, the people looked great. Well, Who cares if the movie is good if the people look good enough? Okay, well, I thought you were talking about something else. No. Well, how you, you sound great. You, feel, you say you gained weight, but you feel 
Good. Well, I mean, I got to lose the weight again. Yeah. I've got to do it but because, I mean, man, my blood sugar this morning was about eight million. <laughs> and that experience oh, I boy. had at the track, I don't know why. Because, I mean, I've lost, I've had, in my old real gambling days, I've had nights at the track when I just plunged my brains out. And I didn't lose a lot of money, but I was just, I'm just so tired of seeing crap that shouldn't be allowed to go on. And I'm going to speak out again. I don't care uh, what it is. I'm going to, I want to stop, see it stop. Yeah, well, that stresses you out a little bit. Because I don't just mind being ripped off myself or just seeing a bunch of incompetence out there. I mean, it's just got to stop. Well, and I, I think that some of those stewards over there ought to start opening up their eyes and start uh, doing something about it instead of looking, the, uh, you know, up up in the air somewhere. Yeah. Well, I wanted to also tell you. I'm also that sick and tired of Super Dave coming down to the table, to, you know, sitting up there with Gary Seibel. Go up there with Mitchell, Dave, and just leave us alone, will you? You're bugging me. Can you believe Super Dave comes to the table now? What table? At, At the, the track. At yeah. Oh, okay. Me and Fat Rich, we're just minding our own business, plunging our guts out, getting aggravated. And now we got to put up with Super Dave and Al Lombardo. Just everybody go a jump from the roof, okay? okay. Well, Not I you, Rose. I that Friday's show was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Did we have a good time at Calder? I'm I not sure, because sometimes when they're chaotic like that, you, and you get well, through, you don't know, the, you, you can't tell. I think I got about three hours of it, and uh, when it really got heavy into to the racing, you know, I, I don't think I heard that part. Well, we didn't get heavy into it because we couldn't see it, so we just, you know, <laughs> yeah. there was no... And Gilbert was fine because you kept him under wraps, you know? Yeah, but see, off the I air, see. what you don't hear in the background, he's oh, okay. bugging me and bugging me. Ah, uh, Neil, yeah. uh, we haven't had a chance to talk yet, but, I, you know, I came out here a whole bunch. I got a bunch of things. What, what's uh, that phone number for, uh, what's his name? What's that phone number? Uh, he won't call me anymore. Yeah, but, you know, Fat Rich can run interference real well. Yeah. Okay. Rich was already there when we got there. He, they had the whole tent set up around. In fact, Rich was the tent. They used his shirt for the tent. Well, you know, I wanted to call in and talk about... Um, I wish Al Fat Rich would call in today to talk about that race last night. I, you know, I don't want to be the only yeah. one. Well, and I'm not trying to stir up, because like I said, Pompano is beautiful. I love it. They're great. They treat me wonderful. I love harness racing. I love the sport. I love, you know... But, boy, there are a couple of these guys out there, man. Go back to Canada where you came from. Go back to Quebec. You should know what you're talking about. With a banjo about. between your knees. I know. The reason I, you know, I wanted to call about uh, Thursday's uh, Knott's Landing. Yeah. Now, I don't get to watch it often, and I got about 45 minutes of uh, that night. And Val, Nuts. what is her medical problem? Uh, mental problem. She has a mental problem. Yeah, and at, at birth. At birth. <laughs> Well, no, don't you remember? Kidding. Don't you remember she fell off the horse and hit her head? No, see, that's what I say. I don't get to watch it a lot. And after that, she started being like wacko, oh, and now she's just uh, getting worse and worse every week. And what she's, is she uh, taking? And she's so what is she taking? Well, she's pretending to be taking something, but she's slipping something else in those uh, oh, okay. things there. Yeah, yeah, she's pretending to do something. Yeah. Okay. She's taking the same stuff Elaine Ettore takes, I thought. Okay. Well, do you get Premier Magazine? It's called Doggy Downers. Huh? Do I get what? One, once in a while, it slips in here. What? Premier Magazine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought you were talking about something else. Okay, relax, Rick. Thank you. Okay. Take two aspirin, Rick. You, then you do see it, right? Hold on a second, will okay. you? Because i got to do a break, and you're so nice. And You've been out a long time, but I haven't let you say anything, Rose. 1214 at WYOD at Toyota of Hot. So anyway. So anyway. Oh, I already said that. Yeah. Rose. Yeah, I'm here. What I'm, happened? I'm sorry. Uh, I got caught up in something. You got cut. You got cut off. Cut uh, caught up in something. Oh, okay. Okay, we were talking about Premier Magazine, but uh, they do show the up and coming in the you know like in the far future, like what they're making now, what they want to make as far as what movies and so forth. It's it's pretty interesting. Some yeah. of the stories, you know. Uh, I see some pictures now and then. I think uh, that's what I want to make in the future. <laughs> 
You... Like Return of Blue Lagoon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Rose. Trust me. You'll be on the floor. Okay, you said Awakenings didn't sound, didn't appeal to you. Well, I mean, just the way Cosper described it, of course, he's such a sued. <laughs> I mean, and I saw the previews of it, too. You know, Robert, i got to be honest with you. The more I see of Robert De Niro, the less I like him. You know well, why? He's always got that same expression, that same, yeah, you know different. the one I mean? Yes. Always. Different. It's always the like, same. Like I, even I in Goodfellas, which was a very good movie, but he still always had that same, uh, you remember like in Godfather, Marlon Brando had that one, like when Sonny got shot on the causeway and he had that one certain expression, you know what I mean, like uh, hopeless, and that like stood out, but he didn't always have that on his face. He had like different expressions, especially with all the cotton in his cheeks. It was like putting it in different places, yes. some of which we can't mention. But like Robert De Niro, he's always got that same. I don't know. It he just, can't. Well, the thing is, he can't get away from that. But do you think he really does that, like in real life? I, I hope not. I don't know. But Robin I, Williams. I love Robin. Williams. I go to any Robin Williams movie. He's great. And oh, his movies. Are, he, I, he's great, but his movies aren't always great. Dead Poet uh, Society. I couldn't. Uh, was terrible. Huh? Seize the day. Yeah. That was terrible. I didn't think Dead Poet Society was that good. I, I, I couldn't even get through the first twenty minutes. It was pretty. It wasn't even a Robin Williams thing. No, I mean, he was there, ponderous. but they kind of, yeah. So anyway, on. this is a good movie. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I haven't seen it. Oh. I'm just, you know, you said, I, I was just wondering if you knew something I didn't know. No, I just, okay. uh, it's just the whole thing. They had encephalitis and they came back years later. Yeah. I, had a, well, I don't want to go see a movie about a bunch of people who had encephalitis. I mean, we got enough of that down here. I can see it. In fact, most of the people down here act like even if they didn't have encephalitis, <laughs> they got it. Yes. Don't they? Yes. So who needs well, that? Well, I agree. And on that note... Although you... it is a true story. Yes. Now, well, I do like true stories. Like In fact, I don't too. read fiction. I always read nonfiction because I don't have time to read fiction. Well, anyway, at any rate, any Robin Williams movie, I will go to. Now, what about Elvis, Rose? Since you're... Okay, that, well, since you asked, um, did you ever see him in person? No. Okay. I think that makes the difference. Because no, I, don't don't get me wrong. Okay. I find his the whole story fascinating. I've read Priscilla. I read you know like on a plane. It's always always great to have a paperback. And since I like reading nonfiction, you go in a story. And you, I picked up the Priscilla book and the other one. The woman said he's still alive. I haven't read lot. any books. Huh? I haven't read any of the books. But I'm just saying it's interesting. But it's just the obsession that people seem to have. That's I fanatic. Mean, that, that's just like anything else. That's fanatic. That's, yeah. that's, they go overboard. Uh, what when I saw him, he was doing his comeback. He was in Miami Beach Convention Hall. My girlfriend and I, we went in there. We liked Elvis. We liked his songs. But when we saw him, when he came out on the stage, ah, oh. uh, I mean, and, and those the last couple of per the last performance at Vegas was they showed on this uh, thing on Channel Four yesterday afternoon on that uh, personality show. Yeah. He was, he was just, it's a miracle. I mean, the sweat was pouring off of him. Well, he man. was, uh, like, porking out. Like, I mean, his pupic was hanging over to his toes. He couldn't barely walk. Oh, how I, it came as a shock to anybody that this man, and all the stories about his doctor and all these jillions of pills he was described, he was taking and uh, he was prescribing for him. And then at, at late at night, he would go to his dentist. His dentist would set up appointments personal, like in his office. He'd meet him there at 11 o'clock at night. Not to do dental work, but to write prescriptions for him. I mean, this guy was on more pills well, than Carter ever saw. Yeah, huh? he had a big problem. And he used to take a bunch of pills to get knocked out. In other words, he would get in the sack and like, get knocked out and just lie there for hours and hours. And that was his whole life. And then yeah. they'd give him the uppers to get him up. I mean, he just became a vegetable. That was his whole latter life. Right. I'm talking about when he, when he... That's what caught people was when they went to see him, especially in the comeback. Yeah. Okay. He looked great. He sounded great. He had... Oh, you mean here? Yeah. But not in Vegas. 
Well, I at the end, oh, at the end he looked like... Oh, no, not oh. near the end. Don't get me wrong about that. I mean, you know, I saw him in uh, Lake Worth on his last tour. Yeah. And for old time's sake, you know, I thought he was okay. <laughs> but seeing him in 75 and seeing him then, it just broke my heart. Yeah. It was terrible. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, it's wrong to be a fan, but I mean, to carry it to such an extreme, like exactly. he was the emperor of the universe or the president of the U.S. or like... Uh, I tell you, the people of this world—they're—they're uh, they're not. Well, it's a like crazy in, world. That's just like the Inquirer, Inside Edition, all mm -hmm. that garbage. It's yeah. fanatic. It's sensational. Yeah, I like it. But one thing—may I say one thing? Okay, Rose. Um, uh, on a positive side, my brother—I'm very proud of him. He's—he's—he works for Metro Day. Yeah. And he made lieutenant. Great. He used. He used to listen to you, but he can't anymore. But I know some of the people in his office listen to you as we speak, probably. And I just want to say uh, I'm very proud of him, and congratulations, and this is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and keep up the great work. He's not a pig at work, I but know. he's a pig at home. <laughs> that's, well, that's okay. Have a great life, Rose. You too. It's a delight. Okay. See ya. Yeah, she's nice. 1223 at WIOD. We have an open line in Dade, 751, one in Palm Beach, 655. If you're looking for a nice... <laughs> at WIOD. We are doing it. Some of the callers dropped off. I can't believe it because we had Rose on for half an hour. That's too bad. If you don't like it, tough bananas. She's great. We love Rose. We have an open line in Dade, 751. One on the star line at Star IOD. If you have Bell South Mobility, it might even work. 655 WIOD in Palm Beach. Three open lines, and we're pretty depressed about it, too. Aren't you? I am. Mobile in Miami on uh, Dadeline. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yeah. How you doing today? Okay. Long time listener, first time caller. Great. Thought I'd give you a call. We just got out of that Royal Castle you talked about a couple months ago. You mean Wayne Arnold's Royal Castle, uh, sir, at 125th and Northwest 7th Avenue in North Miami. The I've ever had. Yes, it sir. It brings me back to the good old days here in Miami. Can't beat it with a stick. But I had something. What are those things from New York called? Those uh, White Hots. Oh, the best. The best. Little sausages. Well, whatever. Let's not get personal, <laughs> sir. 
I had a call you. You were talking about, just before Christmas, you had a caller talking to about how many Quebec license places there were. Oh, gee, you're going to start me on our French Canadians uh, again, man. Sorry about I it. I am so hysterical about French Canadians after last night. I I'm telling you, you, I would pay for the bus that would take them all back. I'd buy them a salami sandwich <laughs> and stick them on a bus and give them a one-way ticket, man, never to come back again. Really? What really? they do to this town all winter long, I wouldn't do to Saddam Hussein. Uh, how do you like them apples? Well, yeah, yeah, that would be nice to send them over there. Yeah, send them over there, right? A, and, a yeah, match made in heaven. In the back of them. And stick them in the Iraqi army, okay? <laughs> by next Monday. Well, we were over in the beach last night, and I we just for the hell of it, we're going up and down the beach, and I started looking at the license place. See, was in town, and they're all Quebec. Yeah, they're all Quebec. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd give you a call. Okay, sir. Good have man. a great life. Keep it going. See you. Twelve thirty-one at WYOD. We have an open line in Dade, one on the Starline, one in Palm Beach. Still three, if I count them right. I don't uh, function very well when we have like less than four hundred calls on the board. Did we ever find out what the problem was with the phone? By the way, Mitch said it was Southern Bell. Mitch said it was Southern Bell. So there, stick it in your pipe and eat it. And if Mitch Ween says it's Southern Bell, you know it's Southern Bell because Mitch Ween is the greatest broadcast engineer in the history of the 79th Street Causeway. North Lauderdale. Hello. Yes, sir. Did you see that first race last night? I saw them all. Did you see what Don Brainerd did with that one horse? Oh, now, listen. Wait a minute, sir. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is this going to be a bitching session for people that bet on Donald Brainerd? No, no, no. Don Brainerd? I'm just curious how a one horse can wind up sixth on the break. And why they don't penalize these guys a little well, bit. Well, first of all, some horses have no gate speed. However, it is interesting to me that the horse you're talking about left the last time and was parked out in 58 and 1. So right. that is rather interesting, is it? Right. But when, you're, but when you're worrying about Donald Brainerd, sir, you must be in a dream. Or you didn't bet that horse, did you? I believe it or not, I did. And Donald Brainerd? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's got to win one once in a while. Hey, it's too early. Wait till April, okay? Just like last year. Wait till about the last two weeks. Uh-huh. Wait till Why I... don't they penalize these guys like them, shut them down for like a month when they don't Well, no, I, what I don't understand is why they let some of this dead meat to be out there on a track. That's what I just do not understand, because it makes for bad relations. You're upset. I'm upset. You weren't there for the 10th race? No, I wasn't. I am going to tell you, if you as, as upset as you are, if you would have bet, and I bet a lot on it, I had a couple of bucks across because it was a big price, and Gregory, I thought, might give it a shot. Jeff's awesome. This horse started out last and moved backward rapidly Gee. and distanced again like he did the previous Previous time, You know, you figure, look at the previous time the race was fast. It may yeah. have been an off night. Yeah. And he won the night before, the time before that, in yeah. the same time that the race went last night. So you figure he's got a shot. He's dropping down. This horse had no more business running on a track than you and I pulling a chariot. Okay? I mean, forget it. Yeah. And I am pretty P.O.'d about it. Well, you see, the, the problem, I think, is that they uh, they fine him like 50 bucks or something for... It's ridiculous. Pack them up and send if them back where them, they came from. Well, if they set them down for a month, it would mean But something. I think we ought to set you down, because if you're betting on Donald Brainerd, sir, we're going to have to have a seminar and get you straightened out. Okay, I'll see you. Don't do it again. Thank you. Okay. Wow. Can you believe that? Oh, man. Even Fat Rich was about to make a wager on that horse. I said, boy, if you do that, I'm going to crawl under the table... And I'm going to make cackling sounds for the next four hours. And quite frankly, I'd have been better off by doing that. WIOD. Uh, Neil, please. Hold on. Let's go to Miami. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? I'm doing it, pal. Okay, um... Buddy? Look, I'm not pissed off or anything, but... 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 There's always a big button to work, exactly, sir. Exactly. As Dave Game would say. Reference to a car.
caller you had a little while ago. Well, there's been so many. Yeah, that Latin guy. Remember that you said a yeah. comment about Fidel Castro's butt? Yeah. Anyway. What about Fidel okay. Castro's butt? Do you know something we don't? No, no, not really. Okay. I, I personally don't like the guy. But anyway, um, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, people say about Latins and this and that. But if you want to keep your ratings up, uh, yeah. about 80% of, you know, of your loyal listeners, which yeah. I happen to be one, you know, I lo- you know, I love your show. Yeah. But, you know, you really got to refrain from comments about Latin because... Uh, oh, so in other words, I can talk about anybody and everybody else, but if I make a little joke about Latins because we had some homophobic jackass on the phone, then right away you're going to take it personally? Now, yeah, you're not going to become could, uptight, how, are you, sir? How, excuse me? You're not going to become uptight. No, no, I'm not uptight. I, that's, that's the first thing I told you. Look, I'm not pissed off because, I've, you know, I've heard a lot of people say a lot of comments, but, you know, you you got to take... You get you got to take into consideration people that do take it personally and the people that do listen to your show. Well, uh, let me just say this to you: if that if you know that reminds me of the Alice Rantel thing. If every if I had to take into consideration that everybody was thin skinned, then I would never talk about anything from uh, Sally Fitz to Rick Sanchez to Alice Rantel to anybody or any group or any person or anything. There'd be no show. No, That's a big part of what I do. I really never heard you say any any type of comments about any other. Racial, you know, any other race, you know. Oh my God! I did a whole show here one day a couple of months ago about how the whole society is becoming black and we're all rapping and white people are into rap music and all. That. Uh, what are you talking about? Well, Don't be thin-skinned. It's beneath you, sir. Yeah, maybe you're right. Consider the source of the call we were talking to. Okay, That's consider true. that slime ball who's busy picking at Fidel's butt. <laughs> anyway, um, I got a, a little a message for uh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Dave Game and, and Willie. And, uh, Sims, is it Sims, Willie Sims? Willie Sims, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, you know, try to try to get him on a Nutrisystem or something because, you know, these guys shouldn't even be working for anybody. Just a comment, that's uh, all. Okay, listen. Yeah. How, how big is your TV screen? Uh, 27 inches. No, your TV screen. My TV screen? <laughs> Have a great day. All right. See you. 1237 at WIOD. Hey, listen, he should be uh, stand up tall and proud if he can stand up. We have an open line a day at 751 and one in Palm Beach, 655. But, I, you know, it's interesting you would call because that's a perfect example of what all this uh, crap back and forth has been going about. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's just a radio show. And that's true. It's not, that's not, I don't say that to be like a cover-up. Uh, it's a show. It's life. If you can't have a good laugh at yourself and at light, I mean, life is a joke. W-I-O-D. Yes, I'd like to speak to Neil, please. You betcha. Hold on. 22 and a half before one at your insecure, idiotic, um, ostracized station, W-I-O-D. Anyway, it's uh, 1240 at W-I-O-D, and Eliana is up on a chair there. Well, no, I mean, she's writing on a blackboard. And uh, we just opened up a couple more checks here. 108. We just crossed another barrier. How do you like that? Eh? Hey, Uncle Neil. The uh, new improved skinny Johnny Dark here. I... Oh, you're supposed to be in the next break. Anyway, I thought it was the other thing in there. I don't know what's... See, the machines are on the floor. Now i got to cue that up again. Jeez, Johnny, cut the crap, will you? I thought uh, Doucheman was in that uh, thing, but that's what happens when the cart machines are on the floor, Mitch, okay? Blame Southern Bell for everything, but in the meantime, where's our cart deck? Don't you think, in honor of this really great book that I just had with a 6-3 and with all those great demographics, they ought to put that... A uh, cart deck right there and cut the crap and stop with the excuses. Let's get on top of it. Anyway, what was I just saying? Oh, Eliana changed the total. 108,026. We just crossed the 108 barrier. Outstanding. Now, what are we doing? We're going to uh, North Lauderdale. Neil, how you doing? Okay. I had the uh, un, uh, unprivileged of listening to Steve Kane the other day. Wow. 
And he, what a guy. He's pathetic, just like he said. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got nothing else better to do except talk about you and Rick and Suds. And yeah. No, well, I told you, his show boils down to three components. Me, Rick and Suds suck, and uh, mouth breather. I think and he's that's covering it. up for feelings of inadequacy. I mean, he's pathetic. Well, he's got a psychosis about me that stems back to when he first came in his town. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Even when he went to New York, we used to get spy reports from people calling from the city or around New York. Uh, saying he was talking about me on the air. Now, what the hell do I mean on WABC in New York? I've never worked in the market. Most of the people there never heard of me. But he's just got this obsession. And Uncle Neil, listen, I mean, but get a life already, has, Steve. Get a wife. life beside the baseball cards. Yeah, look at the. I mean, look at his wife doesn't put out. I mean, he tells that on the air. He lets everybody know about it. Come on, sir. Pathetic. Put you up. Nah. Neil, I was also going to ask you. I just had a. Let me, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: If you were married to Steve, would you be busy? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Now, what was the uh, other thing? I, uh, yeah, somebody told me that you had a, a hernia operation, and I just had one. A hernia and, operation? Yeah. No, I have a mental hernia. A what? A mental hernia. Well, who the hell told you I had a hernia operation? I did. Oh. My name's Gimpy. Gimpy? Yeah. Everybody makes fun of my name. Skimpy? Gimpy. Yeah. <laughs> Wimpy? I just had a hernia operation. <laughs> okay. 1243 at WIOD with Steve's brother calling. And we have an open line in Broward, 524-9463. WIOD, George is on the bat line. Yeah. Neil. Hold on. Is that Phil Saltzman? Okay, let's get right to it, ladies and gentlemen. The voice of reason is calling from Call to Racetrack. A man who gave you more 240 horses on Friday than we've ever seen in one card in one day. Neil, I've been listening to you most of the morning, and you are on a roll today. A man pal, who like invested, a man who invested fifty-five dollars in a bet three and got back twenty-two sixty, but cashed. <laughs> Attaboy, Phil, you're doing it. It's not important whether you win or lose, as long as you cash. Now let me ask you a question. I don't want to get you involved because uh, you're an, uh, you know an astute observer for many years of the racing scene, torn up many a ticket. And I'm just, did you hear my comments about this? And I don't, I'm not a bad loser. I'm really not, as you know. But there are some horses you see at racetracks that uh, obviously don't belong out there, okay? And don't you agree that a little bit more could be done would create a little more confidence with the public? I don't want to put you on the spot. But yes, I'll... is the answer to the okay. question. I mean, this, if you would have seen last night, if you'd have been calling the race, you'd have had to have, like, the Mount Palomar telescope to see where this horse was. Uh, well, that, you know, that's happened before. But there, there could, you know, I, I don't want to play devil's advocate, but there could be a lot of reasons why that happened. Yeah, but it happened twice in a row, and you didn't have to qualify after the first time, okay? Uh, well, and when a horse okay. is distant, uh, when it says D-I-S, okay, uh, as in this and that, as in this, this, yeah. I, I just uh, think that maybe they ought to see if uh, there's something wrong there before they let people make tangible support to it the next time out there on the track as it goes backward in about 214. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, right? I guess so, but uh, no, I would tend to agree with you, Neil. I've been fighting windmills in this game for 35 or 40 years. And, it's just... and the problem is the more you talk to folks about that, and I'm talking about the powers that be, the more they just kind of, hey, isn't it a pretty diet, and uh, hey, we got the lights on. They just, for whatever the reason, they ju- these are certain things that they just don't uh, like hearing about. Well, you know, sometimes you bring up points that are very hard to deal with. You know, they're they're not a, they're sometimes between a rock and a hard place themselves. Or maybe they're in Quebec, which would be a good place for them. Do we have any French Canadians that uh, come into Gulfstream by any chance? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Oh, jeez. No, I don't mean... I don't mean... Call- the stewards are calling me. Yes, sir. Oh, boy. Stewards just okay. called about that crippled horse. Oh, I'm sorry. 
No, no, no. I, I just have to make a quick announcement here. Okay, go ahead. Phil. So, trainer Margaret McLennan. Far be it from us to infringe on the activities Margaret of Calder Raceford. Doesn't it always make you feel like you're on the inside of something where Phil has to make these announcements? I'm sorry for that. No, I, was just, I was just saying to our limited audience that it's always like kind of being on the inside of something when we have you on the phone and you get to make the... And we hear this in the background. Yeah, well, uh, to tell you the truth, uh, I'm I'm kind of like uh, a jack-of-all-trades up here. I'm... I'm uh, Almost everybody's uh, whipping boy, so to speak. Kind of a lackey. calls me and says, I need this announcement made, uh, it's my obligation to do it. So sometimes I get interrupted when I really don't want to, but I can't take my phones off the hook. Yeah. You know? Like, surely you left your lights on, go out to the parking lot, that kind of stuff. Oh, we've had, we've had some great things. You, you know, know, what, you know guy, my favorite? I ran in so anxious to make the double. He locked the car doors, ran in, I had to make an announcement, go out, you left your motor running. <laughs> I, I, you took the words out of my mouth. That's always my favorite. I used to, Jack Riggs in Detroit years ago, I used to hear that and think he was making up. Will so-and-so please report to lot A, your lights, are, your uh, car is locked, your engine is running. Okay. And I always thought that was uh, fictitious, but I guess it's true. Yeah, it's true. It is true. Probably those wise guy Valley Parkers, I, right, Eric? I'm making those announcements. They are cute. Okay, so we got Angel Mine in the first race with early fires. He came in yesterday, won uh, right off the bat from out of nowhere from Chicago, getting ready for the Gulfstream meet, so I'm going back with him again. Okay, well, here's the call. I'm recreating it from the top of the stretch. Here we go. There's a quarter of a mile to go. They turned for home. They went to half in 46 and 3. Don't be coy. Moves up on the outside to get the lead by a lane. Our lead, the early pace setter, is back to second. Angel Mine on the move is third. Then shining on between horses with Sunny Saint toward the inside. Roberta's wrist starts to weaken. Then Silver Ragatuni, deceptive bet, looks for room on the inside. They move past the eighth pole. Don't be coy. Extends her lead to three lanes. Our lead weakening as Angel Mine comes on down the middle of the track. Then it's Silver Ragatuni with deceptive bet on the rail. They come past the 16th pole. Don't be coy as extended the lead to five. They're not going to get it today. Angel Mine now moves into second position. Hourly with deceptive bet. They come to the wire and don't be coy. An easy first time starter winner. Angel Mine was a clear and easy second. Deceptive bet gets up to be third. Well, Second is a lot better than what we've been doing lately, right? Well, that's true. And she ran a big race. If this first-time starter hadn't been something special, uh, she probably would have got the job done. A lot better than parsimonious, I would say. Uh, oh, yeah, we won't mention that. No. Hey, listen, Herbie can't win them all, you know. That's so that's Katie Sweeney won that race, huh? That's right. Well, she's a nice little jockey. She's doing pretty well. Yes, she is. And a nice person. She came, by, she came by Friday before we went on the air, and she's a very, very nice young lady, and uh, she's going to be a good one, I think. I think so. Anyway, listen, I've got the horses on the track for the second okay. race. Okay, well, listen, we're getting there, Phil. Get a little closer. Okay, baby, I'll look for your pick tomorrow. Okay, Phil, thanks. All right. 1248 is good old W-I-O-D, and boy, 1253, an incredible lady. We thank you profusely. Just came in the building. She said she gave no holiday presents this year. Instead, gave the money she would have spent. She brought us a $400 check for Camilla's house. Incredible. Thank you, ma'am. We have 108426 and counting with about a week to go. In Amazing. Okay, let's do a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Good. Is Hialeah going to run this year? Uh, this year, no. No. They applied for dates next year, but don't uh, hold your breath. And and one more question. Yeah. What is a Gypsy O'Brien? Oh, jeez. <laughs> don't you feel bad about that? That's sad. I mean, Shirley is a very nice person, but She's I, a very nice I person. think she got caught, like, between Uranus and uh, <laughs> Jupiter. I mean, she is so far into la-la land now, it is just... Uh, <laughs> She's on something. Wow. Okay, Neil. Have a good day. You too. Man. 1254 at Dean. Here's, uh, what is it? Margate. Hello. Hey, Neil. What's up? How you doing? Good. 
doing good. What's going on? So you went into your monologue about the big FFTL, and I was inclined to listen to it for a little bit. Yeah. And he was just, I mean, going on and on about you. He was going, oh, it's okay. Now, wait, wait a minute. Let's, let's. Al get, yeah, but well, let's get the time frame right, because, I mean, is this, was yesterday? Is it again so today? Today. Oh, again today? Yeah, today. Mm-hmm. He's going on and on. He's saying, it's open phones, call up any subject you want. And all the callers are Neil this, Neil that, yeah. Neil sucks, we hate Neil. Yeah. Well, that, see, that's the whole thing. They're trying to make an uh, appeal to all the people who hate my guts, which basically is the old farts, all the old chronic voices you hear who've been bashing me for 15 years. And listen, that's what they're going to get basically anyway, is but people are over the age of 100. Al says that's you that's doing it. You're bashing him. He's not bashing you. Yeah, right. You're attacking him. But you see, that's childish again. That's the same. See, I didn't bring anybody on the air to do an attack on him for three hours. I didn't uh, send anybody a letter. I I read the letter. The fact that he's friends with these people, which he claims has nothing to do with anything, and if that's the case, then what has he got to do with it in the first place? What what does Al have to do with this? This is between me and somebody wrote a letter I read on the air, and that was it. And all of a sudden, it becomes a big FTL promotion all Neil all day again, see? I don't know, but... Isn't it? Isn't it? And they're doing it again today. And Norm did it all morning this morning. I even called him on the air. I mean, it's just, that's the format. All Neil, all day. And I wish him luck, but I just, I don't think it's going to make it. Because I think those people who are interested in Neil, most of them want to listen over here. He called you the Wizard of Oz. He yeah. said you sit on a big throne in your own little kingdom. That's and right. And you pass judgments on people. That's right. I'm the Wizard. You know what it reminds me? Like what that was said yesterday? Remember when you grew up, they used to tell you about the good fairy? Right. Well, he's the good fairy, and I'm the bad fairy, okay? That's exactly what he's saying. There you go. That's exactly what he's saying. Well, listen, consider the source, pal. I I am considering it. Have a great life. Bye-bye. 1256 at WIOD. We have an open line in Broward, a coward, Bob Broward, 524 WIOD, and one in Palm Beach, 655-9463. 655, we don't give a good crap. Sunny Isles. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Roger from Toronto. Hey, Rog. How you doing? How you doing, eh? This is our first call in. I want to say uh, hello. We love you guys up there. Great. Well, uh, wait a minute. What do you mean we love you guys up there? Up there? Yeah, up there. We love you guys. How about those leaves, man? We lost again last doing night. We improved. Funny yeah, but win, they but lost. Uh, we needed that win last night, man. We're back in last place in the league again. We're well, you know, we didn't want uh, Lindros anyway. The ghost of Harold Ballard is coming back again, I think. New and improved. We need Foster Hewitt back. <laughs> New and improved. Eh? New and improved. How now, about listen, that? Neil, I don't, I don't you know to... who I like on a Maple... Are you really a Maple Leaf fan? A diehard. Dave... We have tattoos on the bus. Do you want me to tell you a real a player? Dave Hannon. Great stuff. This kid's going to be good. Well, my hero was always Davey Keon. No, you're, I'm talking now. Don't don't be one of these people who's in the past with uh, Johnny Bauer and Frank Mahovlich okay. and, and Bert Olmsted and uh, Bobby Pulford and Ron Stewart and Carl Brewer and Tim Horton. We don't want to live in the past, do we? Actually, uh, Why not? Brewer was in my store the other day. Carl so, Brewer? Uh, yeah. I bet you Tim Horton wasn't in your store. No, I don't have that kind of coffee shop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Neil. He's, he's going to be on Dead or Alive Saturday with Chuck Meyer. Yes, sir. Exactly. Now, I don't want you to blow a good thing that we've got going for us here. Yeah. You know, we've been sending down these French Canadians. Yeah, thanks a down lot. Down to Miami. Thanks don't a lot. Don't be sending them back. Thanks a lot, eh? Okay. Man, what, a cur- what is this, like getting even or something? No. Send them back, please. We want them back. Please. Keep them down here. We'll even let the Leafs win another game this season. Now, what happened? Can you believe that? He hung up on us, eh? Come on, Rog. Butch up a little bit, will you? W-I-O-D. 
May I talk to Mr. Rogers? Yes, sir. Is this Lou? Yes. Lou Feynman? Yes. You know something? I got to be honest with you. I opened. This is Mr. Rogers. Yes. I opened up your package the other day. Yes. And uh, in it, for the benefit of the audience, it was a douchebag, a real one. Yeah, the original. And it was a note there. It said the check is in the bag. And, of course, most people would think, you know, throw it away. And I looked inside, and there was the check That's inside right. the bag. Yeah. Thank you, Lou. Hello. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I think maybe you ought to auction it off as the official Neil Rogers douchebag. Not a bad idea. You might make more money than the check was for. Absolutely. And believe me, there are plenty of people in this town make good use of it. Never, yeah, exactly. And that's uh, uh, the, those people in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, right. All well, right. Thank you, Lou. And just remember, it's in the bag. Yeah, we made peace, didn't we? Yes, sir. Thank you. You're okay in my book. Bye. Right. Even with the cats. That's right. See you. Okay, we have an open line in Dade County, 751-9463, and one in Palm Beach, 655-WIMP, 655-WI, ostracized D. Ostrich size. I like that. Ostrich size? Like about, like that. Okay, speaking of that, the lovely, the talented, the vivacious, the neurotic Elaine Ettore is standing by with our 1 o'clock news with that hair down to her puppet. And then we'll come back with our Mammoth 1 to 2 hour. We got Rick and Suds from 2 to 6 this afternoon. They got a bunch of crap for you, so be ready for that. 605 Sports Talk featuring Ray Bentley, linebacker of the soon-to-be-defeated Buffalo Bills. Hank Goldberg, 8 to 11 tonight. Celebrating 65 years of radio. This is South Florida's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk Radio 610 WIOD, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Talk Radio 610 WIOD presents the Neil Rogers Show. To get in touch and talk with Neil, dial 751 WIOD from Dave. In Broward, it's 524 WIOD. Palm Beach, 655 WIOD. And Bell South Mobility customers make it a free call by dialing Star IOD. The opinions expressed by the guest, host, or callers are not necessarily those of this station. Now here's Neil Rogers on News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. No, I can't. I really can't. Let me tell you something. The only thing bigger than the one to two hour is that Debbie Alice. Boy, is she a cow. Oh! Now back to Dog Jeopardy and your host, Alex Trebark. We move on now to Double Jeopardy. Sparky, you had the low score at the end of the last round. Choose a category, please. All right. Horticulture for 200. The tough exterior covering of the common birch tree. No, I'm sorry, we cannot give that to you. It must be in the form of a question. What is bark? Sparky, you still have control of the board. Taboos for 600. And the answer is the new sofa and the poodle next door. Correct. What are two things you're not allowed on? Personal hygiene for 200. The answer is because they can. Scruffy. No. Bonbon. Correct. The answer is... Because they can, the question, why do dogs lick their... Oh, and that means we're out of time. We'll return with final Dog Jeopardy, where our category will be Scratch and Sniff, right after this. Okay, Sniff This 107 at good old WIOD. It's our mammoth, our spectacular one to two hour. It's open phones today. You know what that means, boys and boy, girls. Talk about Neil. Can we have a, uh, we need to Mitch Lewis do a song called Juvenile? Juvenile, you know, the tune of, um, bah, 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 what is that tune? Da, 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 whatever it is. I sometimes wonder. What is that song? Jezebel? Remember Jezebel? Hey, Suds remembers Jezebel because he's old. He is ancient. You know that Suds is 73? 
I'll tell you, he must... No wonder he lives such a quiet, boring life. That's how he's gotten to look so he never does a damn thing. That's what his wife said. Miami. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Welcome to House Party. Well, <laughs> listen, Neil, I uh, enjoy the 18 hours of uh, Dolphin coverage every uh, game day, but uh, when are we getting rid of the ponderous Mr. Weaver? Miami has Dolphin. What was it? When are we getting rid of uh, Mr. Poppycock Weaver? No, I can't. I really can't. Well, he's been trying. 108 at WIOD. We have an open line in day at 751. Let's go to Plantation if we must. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Have you mentioned what's really important in society, that uh, Ferguson Jenkins was elected to the Hall of Fame? Exactly. Another uh, Canadian, ladies and gentlemen, Fergie Jenkins. Of no, the... Neil, actually, what I was going to ask you, do you think what? it took him so long to get elected? Could, because... I, could I finish my statement, sir, before you start sticking your big thing in there? Go ahead, Neil. Of the Chicago Cubs is what I was going to say. That's the important part. Okay. Uh, what, what is it? What I was going to ask you is, do you think it took him so long to get elected to the hall? A, because he had been charged previously with cocaine possession, or B, is because he's from Canada. There's a drive hit by Salazar way back. It might be. It could be. It is. A home run. His 11th of the year. What is it? A Have a great day, day, sir. And how about that Rod Carew? It's about time we got another Jewish player in the Hall of Fame, right? Amen. That line four looks like it's ringing to me, George. It rang at least once before you picked it up. It's just a joke. Don't start getting uptight like all your other friends. Let's go to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? I'm doing it. Uh, I was wondering... Uh... Let's excuse my voice. Wait a minute. Here comes that horse. Hit him again, Jeff. boy. I'm sorry. He just crossed the line. Still getting over laryngitis from the game. Oh, man. Well, I, I, when I left the game, I thought, boy, I'm not going to be able to talk on Monday, but it came back real quick. But uh, about two hours, I could barely speak after that game. No, I'm still having trouble getting it back. Yeah. Uh, My voice, too. Did you see the uh, paper today in Fort Lauderdale uh, about uh, Goldstream adding the uh, bet three and the pick six? Really? Yeah. I'll be danged. Yeah. Well, let's see. Gulfstream opens on the 14th. Calder's last day is the 13th, which is what? Sunday? That's correct. And Gulfstream opens Monday. Because this year they're going to be dark on Wednesdays at Gulfstream, by the way. Right. Okay. They uh, also gave uh, Christmas lists a mention there. Yeah, Dave Joseph has done a really good job this year, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he also made a very good point when he uh, made that costa comment about bringing the quarter horses back. Right. Outstanding job, Dave. You tell it like it is. Keep up the good work, Neil. Thanks, pal. Hit him again, Jeff. Come on. There he Oh, look at that. He just took off like a shot. He came in that last quarter in 46-3. and three. We have an open line in Broward, 524-STIFF. 524-WIOD. I would never want to come across as a sore loser because I'm not. But it just... I mean, sooner or later, you know? They all got to finish sooner or later, don't they? Mobile in Carroll City. Yo, Neil. Yeah. Hey, long time listener, first time caller. Great. You just get this phone? Nah, nah it stinks. Listen, I know, you're it, not, I know you I, don't talk about topics on your show. That's right. But I, I'd like to, you mentioned something about the racetrack and how the racetrack has an obligation to protect the public. Right. And I would like to mention one subject real quick, and maybe I'll save one person's money and heartache. I got a dog from one of those local pet shops that are they're in the mall. And the dog uh, had just about died over the weekend and is having major surgery. It's going to cost me about two grand. Now... The other thing was, I found out last week that four other dogs 
they came from the same pet store, had the same situation, uh, bad health, uh, birth defects, and everything else. And I just, I hope that somebody out there is listening to me does not go and buy a pet, any kind of pet, from these pet stores. Well, listen, do me a favor, will you please? Yeah. Seriously, I'm not being facetious. Uh, call up, call up, uh, is it Bob Mayer who does that at Channel 4? Yeah. And call up Bob Mayer at Channel 4 and uh, get through to him. I mean, even if you have to leave a message. And uh, they'll do an expose on him. They've been doing a good number on that. Well, I tell you, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about a lawsuit, but, I, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's not the point. But the fact is, is that uh, my family's gone through a heartache, and this dog had to have major neck reconstructive surgery. And it sounds wow. crazy, but I, hopefully whoever's listening out to this great audience out there, please do not buy a dog or a cat or any other pet at the mall. You'll save a lot of heartache. Okay, sir. Thank you, Neil. Good luck to you. Bye-bye. Good luck to you and Scruffy. <coughs> Twelve minutes after one at WIOD. Unfortunately, my dogs made it. They're still going. I had a little one. Boy, is he a neurotic. Little do- terriers, neurotic. Oh, they're just... They do stuff just to piss you off. They really do. They do stuff just to, to be nasty. We have an open line in Broward, 524-9463. 524-WI... Ostrich size D, and we'll be right back. In other words, it's basically a bunch of crap. Oh, excuse me. 116 at WIOD. So I think I'll have another one, like a little Halls uh, thing. Oh, you know what? Gee, I don't have to do that because in my bag over here, Tommy brought me my Nutrisystem stuff. I'll have those uh, things that I can suck on. All right, cut the crap. Where is it? Oh, boy, did he bring me a lot of stuff or what? Wow! That Denenberg, man, I tell you, when he's good, he's good. Which isn't often, and when he's bad, he's pathetic. Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Herschel. Gordon. Gordon. Lewis. Your goofball. Lewis. At large. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Steve. 116 at WIOD. We have an open line in Broward. 524 nonsense. 524 WIOD. North Palm Beach? Neil. Is that it? Neil. Are you in North Palm Beach? Yes, sir. I'll be damned. How you doing, Uncle Neil? I'm doing it. Uh, can we How are you doing? What, what do you mean change the subject? We don't well, have a subject. No, okay. You're right. Um, what do you think about the Buddy Ryan situation? What do I think about and it? Where do you think he might I, I would say good riddance. I think he's going to wind up in Tampa Bay is what everybody is saying. Think so? Good riddance to bad rubbish. Think he might turn it around? In Tampa, Tampa Bay? Bay? No way, Jose. You don't think so? I'll be honest with you. The Norman Brayman bothers me a lot. I mean, I don't did like you, guys, Did you hear but... Norman Brayman on with Hank that night? <sighs> yes, sir. I uh, Norman Brayman bugs me. He's one of these guys who's got a lot of money and is very smug about it. You know, he kind of talks down to you. Right. Exactly right. Yeah, but like, that's something like Tampa Bay could use or clean. But why are you concerned about the Eagles or Tampa Bay? No, I'm a Dolphins fan. Well, so who cares about them? They're small uh, potatoes. In fact, let me ask you this question. Are either one of them in the playoffs now? No, sir. They're gone. That's right. So we're still alive, okay? Like in Godfather 1, he says we shot him five times and he's still alive. You're right. Yeah. Right? Hey, Neil, talking about The Godfather, right? Yeah. Now, you've seen Goodfellas. Yeah. All right. You don't Goodfellas was it, excellent. There's this one cart you got. I don't think you ever played it, but it was... um. Well, wait a minute. If, wait a minute. If I have one cart and I never played it, then how do you know I have it? I heard it on the Rick and Sud show. Well, and did that ever dawn on you that it could be... Yeah. It was Joe Pesky yeah. being Charlie Brown. Joe Pesci being Charlie Brown? Yeah, it was really Wait a minute, weird. Suds, we need you in here, Suds. You've got to know it. Suds is coming in. Just okay. a second. Come on, not on your hands and knees. Oh, he's not. He's like just, uh, that's the way he walks. Stuff, <laughs> Seriously, you know, I thought he would, didn't you? Oh, what would you know? You're short, too. 
Now, Joe Pesci What's the question? doing, uh, what is it? Joe Pesci, Pesci imitating Charlie Brown. It was a Does long that time sound familiar? ago, about, maybe about a month. Is Charlie it? Brown, like in the comics? Yeah. It was an imitation. It was on a Rock card. Comedy Network, probably. I uh, No, I don't recall. Oh, you guys did it on the afternoon show. Nah, it was probably on uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis's show. No. Wow. It's probably on Robert Q. Lewis. <laughs> Speaking I mean, of which. I well, threw it away, but I swear I heard it. Well, I'll uh, tell you what. I'm going to uh, stick their hands to the fire and make them find it, okay? Do it, Neil. Bye tomorrow. Have a good show, buddy. See ya. Bye-bye. Just had a phone conversation with a guy. Yeah. Bill LeCornick. Oh, yeah. He was uh, Chief Thunder Thud on the Howdy Goody show. <laughs> you remember him? Oh, you man. You remember Thunder Thud? Yeah. How can I forget? Yeah. Well, you see, he was the one, Cowabunga. Now, see, that bothers me a lot, because this Cowabunga Simpson crap is a ripoff. Mm-hmm. Okay? And like cool dude, that, that was that went out with high button shoes, that stuff, okay? Well, the chief says he listens to you quite often. Great. <laughs> How about Dayton Allen? If you told me Dayton Allen listened, I would feel really uh, He's up in New York. I'd be impressed. No. Why not? Yeah. He, he was tremendous. Well, Those are the, the days. The chief they? and Buffalo Bob and uh, Howdy, dude. Eddie Keene, who was uh, head writer for that show for uh, Rail. I bet if you get Eddie Haskell years. on, you'd have a big audience. What is it? Nuh-uh. That's well, The Simpsons. No. Well, it is Ninja Turtles, yeah. But it's in The, Sim- the in Simpsons. That, oh, the Simpsons don't say that? No. Well, Bart says it. Does he? Yeah. He says it all the time. Just how abundant? Dude. Once in a while, yeah. The hell he doesn't. Exactly, 45 years ago. Exactly. Treading water, like you're doing now, Rick. What is he talking about? <laughs> no, well, wait a minute, why didn't we ask him well, about the, the card? Uh, Cowabunga police, yeah. Why hey. didn't we ask him about, well, go get him and I'll do a spot, okay? Have you been to the Outback yet? Yes. Excellent. Twice. Wow. And, of course, you know Rick and Suds. They are pretty uh, demanding folks. I'm serious. I am so excited about it. Roses are red. Their scent always lingers. If you think that's pungent, just pull on my finger. Wait till they get a load of me. Happy Valentine's Day. Can you answer me one question? Is that Jack Nicholson, supposedly, or is that uh, the senator from Knott's Landing? I bet the Knott's Landing one. Have you ever seen Jack Nicholson and William Devane together? Never. They may share the same liver. Anyway, uh, good old Roger from the Entertainment Report on the Mike Ranieri Show just called to remind me that Jack Atherton is a guy at Channel 4 who does the uh, consumer bits. And he's going to be on with Chucky Meyer on our Saturday morning uh, weekend extravaganza this Saturday from 8 to 9 in the morning. Uh, like for an hour. So you can call in the guy with the dog problem. They really do an excellent job. I'm not too excited about some of the Channel 4 news stuff, but that part, they really do it. So call him up uh, with Chucky this Saturday morning, okay? Oh, Surfside, are you cereal? Hello. Hello, this is Maxwell. Oh, yeah. How are you doing, Neil? Okay, going to be a real short call, right, Maxwell? Uh, yeah, very short. Okay. I just to tell you all that rubbish yesterday. Don't pay no attention to it, you know? Yeah. Also, have you seen any good movies lately? Have I seen any good movies? See Bye Bye Birdie. It's a play down on uh, on the uh, beach, the beach high, Miami Beach High, starring uh, Dora Stanyan. It's yeah. a great play. It's just as good as the movie was. Okay. You'll enjoy it. Okay, Maxwell. Boy, boy. Whatever you say. What the hell is he talking about? You know, wouldn't you think they'd speak the language we invented? Uh, there's an open line in Dade County, 751 no Noble Inglese Aki, uh, 751-WIOD. Let's go to Boca. Oh! How's it going, Neil? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen, who's that? You know in the Godfather Part 1, there was that guy, they put the horse's head. What was his name? Um, 
Uh, Waltz. Waltz, yeah. Did you ever see him and Marv Levy together? <laughs> I saw him doing the Waltz together, as a matter of fact. I hope they do the Waltz together after this game Saturday, okay? <laughs> Tell me about it. Marv Levy, Marv Levy looks like he's been stuffed and petrified, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like a... one step away from Jerry Burns of the Vikings. He looked like he's all half dead on the sideline. <laughs> he's put a horse's head in uh, his bed. In addition to which, the last Jewish football coach I can remember was Allie Sherman at the Giants. Remember what they did to him? Yeah. Goodbye, Allie. Boy, do they hate him like poison. Put him on ESPN with Chris Berman. Exactly. Hey, um... I like Chris Berman, but i got to tell you something. That Bud Bowl crap uh, has got to go. That is the most pathetic, I mean, juvenile. Aggravates me to no end. Um, you know in The Godfather Part 1, you know what to keep... I thought I, uh, one of the best parts in the whole movie... Um, when uh, Luca Brasi was sitting outside rehearsing his part. Oh, yeah. And he kept on saying, Don Goliath. Yeah. Don... Well, no, even, even better than that is when he finally gets to go in. Yeah. And he says, thank you for inviting me on the day of your daughter's wedding. Yeah, and then Tom... Tom like, like, going... like he stuck the apostrophe in at your daughter's wedding. <laughs> I know you are busy now, so I'm going to leave you, Don Corleone, something for your daughter's bridal purse. Thank you, my valued friend, Luca. <laughs> I could do the whole dialogue. I've only seen it 700 times. Yeah, really, I can do it with you, bro. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, there'll never be another Godfather 1. That was the definitive. I mean, that was, uh, it had it all, the suspense and the drama and Marlon Brando. I mean, the others are good, but that was just uh, the, be the beginning and end of all things. Yeah, that was the best one. I can yeah. do the dialogue with you, among other things. Listen, um, but I like when he... Uh, yes. <laughs> This is not the show where guys call in to make dates. That's over with Alice now. <laughs> now that he's out, man, they're just standing on line. All right. I like the. I like when uh, when uh, Kay asked Michael. She says, "What is he? What is he doing that for? Who is that scary man?" She goes, he goes "That's Luca Brasi. He helps my. He helps my father with things." <laughs> yeah. I like the part. Anyway, have a good life, Neil. And the same to you, pal. Oh. Twelve forty nine. Twelve forty nine. Where the, Where did that time come from? Twelve forty nine. What the hell is that? Isn't that bizarre? God. <coughs> Boy, am I getting choked up from that last call. It's 129 at WIOD, but 1249 sounds pretty interesting to me. Uh, we have an open line in Palm Beach, of course, if you care to participate. And if not, we don't really care. 655-WIOD, Sunny Isles. Hi, Neil. Hi, how you doing? Great, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Susan from Toronto, actually. How you been, Susan? Great. Well, that's great, eh? Love your show. We're ta we tape your, your show's... When we're down here, we play them in our stores. As they say home. in the egg business, great, eh? Yeah. And you like Dave Hannon, do you? Mm. What about Al Yafredi? What do you mean, what about him? You like him? What do you mean, do I like him? What are we talking about, Susan? Are we talking <laughs> about from his playings? I mean, Al Yafredi is an ugly guy. Yeah, he needs to go to the Wizard of Oz to get a brain. Yeah. No, Hannon, though, I think is a good... I'm not talking about how they look, okay? Although I wish they'd bring back Jim Dory. <laughs> uh, do you remember Jim Dory? I remember Jim Dory. We have season tickets. Do you remember um, uh, Jim McKenney? Jim McKenney, my favorite player, yeah. got his sweater. See, the Leafs used to be good, and we looked good. Now they just uh, stink. But I mean, yeah, no, but they're Han getting better. Hannon's a player, and I'll tell you, Ing is playing pretty good in the goal, eh? Yeah, not bad. Better defense. That's what that's what does right. it. Right. That's what does it. And uh, Mike Krushelniski is uh, playing a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when uh, we're just waiting for the uh, Russian guy to start. Right. Yeah. How do you get all Gorbachev. the? How do you get all our uh, games? You got a satellite? Yes, ma'am. Well, we got a satellite in Toronto. We don't get—I mean, outside of our regular uh, channels, we don't get hardly any of the Leaf games away. 
How do you get them? Well, you know what? No, I, I only get Saturday night. Oh, yeah, Saturday night. Hockey night in Canada, eh? Right. What about Wednesday nights? You don't get those? No. No, see, those are local. You get that local. Yeah, we get that local. And, I, you know, I have ambivalent feelings because Bob Cole, I think, is pretty good, but uh, I miss Bill Hewitt. I'm sorry. I, I agree. Bill Hewitt was the greatest hockey announcer in the history of the sport. He really was. You know, Foster was good, of course, but he was like an old time. But Bill Hewitt made those games so exciting. Cherry's great. He, so, in the Saturday beginning, night. in the beginning, I didn't like him at all. I hated him because I wanted to see the national anthem with the organ and the thing. That's a great <laughs> spectacle. No, at the gardens, though, that's that's fun. It's great. It's great. But Don Cherry, he grows on you. He's a lot of fun. He's got a big mouth like me, and I like him. <laughs> that's why we like you. And we got everybody in our store. All the kids come in, listen to your tapes. Great, outstanding. Terrific. Well, the Leafs all the way. Okay, some year. Great. Just remember, punch Imlac lose. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. Thanks, Neil. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Isn't that great? We're getting a few Maple Leaf fans here, eh? Wonderful. Boy, a week ago Saturday, they just beat the crap out of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Pittsburgh was in a real hot streak, too. And they came in, and we just uh, pasted them 6-3, to three, and I just loved it. It was like bring back the old times. Right, Bob Cole? Hey, Bob, grow some hair, will you? And Harry Neal, he's okay, too, but he's about 400 years old, isn't he? <clears throat> Man, I got... I love when you get these, like, little coughing fits when you catch, like, a little hair in your nose, Rick. Wow. It's fun. And there's nothing... Have you ever seen, like, somebody on the news get that? Get one of those coughing fits? Oh, that's just... Uh, can you imagine being on camera? Because on the radio, you can shut off the mic, or you can play a bit, or you can just sit here and gag and puke like I'm doing, which I kind of enjoy, because I like sharing everything with the audience, whether it's good or bad. <coughs> but uh, on TV, it kind of like... Um, just doesn't make it. I'm fumbling around because I want to find something for Susan, the nice lady, and all our other fans out there. Hello, Canada and hockey fans of the United States and Newfoundland. And an extra big hello to Canadian servicemen overseas. Hey, Foster! Foster, he shoots, he scores, Foster! Where's that horse? Okay, that's enough. 133 at WIOD. Got the Dolphin game on Saturday afternoon. We got the Leafs and uh, who the hell are we playing Saturday night? Somebody. Somebody weak. Oh, Hartford, I think. We might win that game. Miami. Good afternoon. How you doing? Terrific. Great. I should tell you that it's the Teenage Newt Nund- Teenage Newt Teenage Turtles. Newton Ninja. Yeah. But Bart- how about, doesn't Bart Simpson say that? Oh, he says I caramba. Oh, He's got a little more flair. Excuse me. I'm sorry. That's all. What do I know about that? Thank you. Bye. Wow. Well, thank her for correcting us, because the last thing I'd ever want to uh, be would be Wong. I mean, I don't want our Oriental listeners to get there. Oh, everybody's got their WYOD watch? All right. Oh, and I don't put it there. Come on. Oh, I guess uh, it helps to know what time it is for that, too. Uh, we have an open line in Dade County, 751-9463, 751- i <laughs> I'm not going to say it, okay? I say a lot of stuff about management. But, you know, they might be touchy about that because Mr. Disney himself personally came in here and gave, did he give that to you personally? Oh, well, he gave me mine personally, and I just, uh, you know, he may be uptight about those watches, okay? I mean, <laughs> oh, God. And after you work here like 30 years, you get like a regular band. You get like a uh, metal band, aluminum, I think. 26 till 2 at W.I. Ostrich, size D, and we'll be right back. 
137 at WIOD. Well, we're playing it today, but just little bits and pieces because we don't want to get accused of overreacting, right? Pompano. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, is this Neil? Yeah. Yeah, this is a long-time listener, first-time caller. Great. Um, I go to the Paramutuals every once in a while. I've gone to High Lie and uh, Pompano Park and Calder, and yeah. what it seems to me, I don't know if this happens quite. What does it seem to you? Okay, like when you go to Highline, yeah. you know, these guys make these outrageous catches and everything. And then, whoops. And then when the ball whoops. comes right to them, yeah. they whoops. can't seem to catch it. Well, it's one of those things, you know. And like, You know what they say in baseball, sometimes the ball that's hit right at you is the hardest to feel. That sounds like a good excuse, isn't it? Yeah. And okay. The, and the other gripe I had was at Pompano Park at one time. I had this horse that was going down there. It was about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was leading at least by a length or two. And yeah. what happened, the jockey all of a sudden decides to stand up on the horse and let these other two horses come. What do you mean the jockey? The jockey. You mean in a, a, you mean a quarter a, horse. Oh, and the quarter horses. Quarter horse. Well, the, the quarter horses had a lot of problems there, and of course they are bringing them back. So good luck to everybody concerned on that. Yeah, but I'm, I kind I, of distance myself from all of that quarter horse business because my feeling, you know, you know why they call them quarter horses, don't you? No, because that's as much as I'd ever bet on them. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. But I'm yeah. just saying, don't you think sometimes? And that's for the whole night. That's for the whole card. Yeah, that uh, like a lot of these races seem to be rigged. Mm-hmm. Sir, I didn't say that. No, I'm just saying it. You Jesus. said that. No, I'm saying that. I'm uh, let, let's put it delicately. Sometimes they look bad, those quarter horses. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they look, you know, and like look you bad. say, once in a while they get... Well, let's see if uh, Dave Joseph is right or if the folks over there can really straighten them out this summer, okay? Yeah, because a lot of times, you, like you With say... somebody get, else's money. Get these stiffs out there. That stiff you know is that they... the word, sir. Stiff. Get the stiffs and send them to Quebec, right? Exactly. With a banjo on their thing. Okay. Well, good luck to you, pal. All right, thanks. 138 at WIOD. We have an open line at Broward, 524 Oh, wait a minute. Hit him again. Here he comes. Come on. Give him a... Yeah, a boy. What did I start to say? Oh, yeah, 524. I'm not bitter. Not me. But, you know, when, when the other horses are going around and he's going in the other direction, <clears throat> I get a little nervous. Mobile in the Gables. Hello? Yes, sir. Neil, how are you? I'm okay. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Terrific. I got one question. Okay, shoot. What, what is it that you dislike about salespeople so much? Oh, geez. Now, why didn't you give me a little advance warning on this? It's the end of the show. I'm putting carts away. I'm not getting, uh, getting them out. I'm talking about radio salespeople. You do understand, don't you? Oh, no, I wasn't aware of that. I thought it was all sales. No, nah, no, nah, well, wait a minute. I just found a card I wanted to use a little while ago. Oh, jeez. I inhaled it here. Okay, now that doesn't fit now, but I did want to use that earlier. So if anybody was ready for it and missed it, there it was, okay? All right, now what was the question again about what? About salespeople. I was wondering why you dislike them so much. Salespeople are assholes. <laughs> okay. Is I love that, that little skit, but I don't understand it. Radio salespeople, sir, you've got to understand they're a different breed. Okay. They're all hatched out of a gigantic factory in Nashville, Tennessee, underneath the uh, Andrew Jackson's home, there, underneath the Hermitage. <laughs> they have a big barn back there, and all these gigantic eggs are pulsing. <laughs> and, uh, in, you know, inside each egg, there's another Lynn Freitas or Tom Denneberg or Kenny Tobin waiting to pop out and wreak havoc on broadcasters from coast to coast. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that for me. Trust okay. me when I tell you. Can I just call a friend of mine a douchebag? Absolutely. Donnie Jacobs, you're a douchebag. And in closing, sir, I want to remind you of one thing. What's that? Salespeople are ice holes. <laughs> Have a great life. You too, bye. Okay. 140 at WIOD. Look at that. We've got three open lines, and we've got about 18 minutes to kill here. Minus the next break, which is about like three and a half. Uh, well, I like to figure these things out arithmetically, okay? Get out your little uh, slide rule and slide it. 751 WIOD and data is an opening there. We have one in Broward, 524, and one on Mobile Rail South Mobility. That line has been. Uh... <laughs>
I met Rose. Rose was great. She took a lot of time. People got a little PO'd about it. Uh, but she was excellent, as always. And we had, uh... What's, uh, was it Sally? Sally? Susie? From... <laughs> Fergie. Yeah. Us loyal Cubs fans. Boy. Remember him when those he was Those long-suffering great. Cubs. Ernie Banks and Fergie Jenkins have played all those miserable teams, and they just kept yeah. banging away doing their thing. With Sano and Kessinger and Yeah, Becker. right. Well, but that's not what I called him. I sure hope not. No, I call, what I wanted to call about, Neil, and it was about, uh, you know, your and have a little chat with him. No, I've already given him more than enough publicity, sir, okay? When he starts when he starts paying, sending us a check for all the free advertising. <laughs> no, you know, you want to get serious for one minute? Sure. One thing I discovered today, when I came on, I did my little, little thing, which I was going to do regardless, okay, because I want to get it out of my system. I discovered that this audience, the people who are over here at WIOD, they're not interested in that. That's another one of those things, like WS News, in the past with the uh, battle, the uh, radio wars and all that crap that uh, they're trying to resurrect... It's all ancient history. It doesn't fly anymore. No, the only people who want to participate in that are all the old hens, okay? And I'm sure that those are the people who are over there right now pitching in with Al. Oh, yes, you're right. He's a bastard and he rips everybody. And, and we don't want old hens over here. Old hen radio is not for us. That's W Snooze, you know? And if that's what they want to resurrect, that's it. They're right on the right path for it, believe me. Old well, hen know, radio. It's like a hen party. Yeah, well, you know, it's like when you used to talk about, or actually the bird I remember from long ago used to who? talk about Sandy and her sugar cookies. Mm hmm. And almost nobody would know what you're talking about. Yeah. Who's but that was still fun. Sandy Payton? That was still fun, though. Oh, yeah, it was Oh, cat. sugar cookies. My, Ranieri liked it because he ate Sandy like poison. Hey, but can I, can he would I, never say that because he likes to be a nice, gentile, genteel guy, but uh, he hates her like poison. Can I ask one small request, O'Neill? Yeah, small just as a, the operative word. You know, just a, just a as an ostrich size. I know, I know that Steve listens to your show all the time. Religiously. And, and let me point another thing. Isn't it fascinating that when they had their opening in the battle of the... He was going through this thing about, oh, well, now that Al is on, he won't have to listen to Neil much anymore. He's gonna be, if Al is so interesting, how come it is that Steve is with us, like, religiously, almost every breathing moment? Ten to two. Well, he wants to be back in IOD, I can Wow. Tell. But what I wanted to ask... Was, What's a question? I can handle it. Is that, you know, I was, Steve, if you're out there, would you mind picking up the... the $35 fine I got from the coral department for having to put all that aluminum foil in my trees trying to pick up your signal? No, I can't. I really can't. <laughs> Have a great day, Pat. You too, Neil. 144 at WI. Did that Henry man, he's always there when you need him, isn't he? We have an open line in Broward. You'll never get on the air, but boy, it's going to be so much holding on fun. Did I put those words necessarily in the right order? See, this is not a station where we care about necessarily putting in the right order words. But anyway, if you want to put your body... 149. I'm going to do the Knots Landing Lady in a second, but I just want to mention Chuck Meyer just came in, and we may get, uh, like, preempted or bumped in a couple of minutes or somewhere between now and two, so be prepared for that because we may have a special announcement. Immediately, you realize it's like, uh, what, about 7 o'clock at night over there now? Almost 8 o'clock in the Middle East, 7 or 8 o'clock. So they've been meeting, like, for hours and hours and hours, and evidently uh, Secretary of State Baker has got an announcement that he's going to make shortly. So if that's available and we code to it, we may get... Uh, Obviously, we want to get that on right away, right? That's right. Everything's important on that. Yeah, I mean, it's no uh, Knott's Landing, but it's something. You know? No Knott's Landing, I know. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, I will not forget. That's that. what I was calling to remind you, 7 o'clock. Oh, really? T-124. Wasn't that nice of you? Tomorrow ought to be pretty uh, exciting. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. You should make room for guiding light in your life. I, I think I might try to do that. What time is that on? 3 to 4. 
three to four. And since you have a satellite, if right, you want to watch it, pick it, it up four, in the late afternoon. four to five on. Now, you know, those calls we had yesterday about F3 is changing and F1, uh, I turned it on last night, like after midnight. I, they're all, everything's the same place where they always have been. I don't know what that's all about. I haven't noticed anything yeah. different. I don't know. So I think maybe Mercury is in their Uranus, Uranus or something. <laughs> right? Don't you? I think the planets well are like all rearranged or something. <laughs> Well, I'll be uh, up there early. If not, at least I'll tape it. Okay. Okay? Tape it. And tomorrow we can... Huh? I said then tape it. We can ruin it for everybody. That's right. But, we want, you know, we don't have to ruin it. We can just give everybody a little Highlight. tease. A little sure. tease. You were just smashing out at Calder Friday. Oh, I'll tell you, at Calder. <laughs> Did you lose your brains? Yes. Well, join the club. We all plunged our lungs, and they're pretty happy about it. I guess I money? had no beginner's luck. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you see the guy came up with a little girl, the baby? No. Are you serial? No, I and didn't. And she had picked the, uh, because of the colors or the numbers, she just picked the numbers. She picked the five and at one race, the first race, right, I think it was, right. paid like 26 bucks. And he better perfect it with it and got back, he had a $5 perfected, got back 150 oh, So, you know, no. out of nowhere, that's the way to do it. <laughs> because, as I've always said, the more you know, the worse shape you're in. Well, I'll bring my kids next time. There you go. <laughs> Bring Pat Peterson, too, while you're at it. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, at least keep us busy anyway. Do they have a real private part of that clubhouse? Yeah. Sure. See you tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Bye. 151, let's go to Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yeah. What do you think about this device that Southern Bell's trying to sell us now? It's called Color ID. When someone calls your number, you press a button and it shows what number they're calling uh, from. They're not trying to sell it to us now. It's not available yet. Well, I read in the paper that they're going to try to sell this to us. What do you think? Do you First think it's of all, dangerous? First, dangerous? Well, what if you had it there and you'd know everybody's number that called in? Yeah, then we wouldn't have to talk to jerks like you. 152. I mean, they got it in states everywhere. It's the pigs down here that are against it, which I think is outrageous. And the excuse they use is, well, when they do their FBI stings and this and that, uh, they would know to recognize the number or something like that. I mean, they can change the phone number on those things every hour if they want to, right? So, I mean, that's the lamest excuse I ever heard in my life. And uh, I think it would be outstanding. Can you imagine all the crank calls that would cut down on? And how much more? Yeah, I just, I mean, from every aspect. They do it every well. So Florida would probably be with it about 15 years from now. Like every, We're always a day late and several dollars short. And look at that. Johnny Dork is wending his way in here. Isn't that amazing? Just enough to make you want to get on your hands and knees and puke all over those CDs they have next door. Wow. And look at that shirt. This man, what is that? What is that? Um, Movie about uh, tall men don't wear plaid or something. What's the name of that movie? <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about. Dead men don't wear plaid. Dead men. Uh, yeah. And this is an oxymoron, isn't it? Anyway, Oxy. You think that's on? He's busy in there. He's waiting for this big announcement. He's hoping they're going to blow the whole world up. As long as we leave him all the money. That's George, you know. Yeah. He's been deprived so long. Just leave him his wife and all the money, and they'll have a good time at our expense. So what is it, this major announcement? No. Oh, you have an announcement today, too? No. Wow! No, no announcement. Johnny is coming out of the dark <laughs> shadows. I was going to say closet, but dark shadows kind of fit in. You see they're trying to bring back dark shadows? Yeah. Never be the same. we got to have Barnabas. Wasn't that what his name was? Yeah. Barnabas. Those old, that was a weird but enjoyable show. It was bizarre. Had its biting moments. So what were you about to lay on us, about your great ratings on the coast? How were they? I didn't pay that much attention. Were they pretty good? Yeah, not bad. Number two, 25.54. When? Weeder beat me. Oh, in the afternoon, you mean? Yeah. Well, that's not bad. Well, the coast was uh, number two. As a matter of fact, I think midday here I was number two, 25.54 with a 6.4. That's not bad, huh? Yeah. Hey? Yeah. 
We're doing it. Yeah. We got a great combo here. And if they start playing good music next door, it'll be even better. What are they playing? What are you playing this afternoon? We're Anybody we ever heard stuff. of? I've like got what? Incredible stuff this afternoon. Liz Welch? Liz Cooper? <laughs> what are you playing? Give me like are you still playing um the doobies, Elton the John. The stuff that you played, like, what was it that I used Carly to love? Simon. Old Girl by, um, what's his Paul name? Young. Paul Young. You still playing that? Yeah. Wow. I used to love that. You're killing it. Uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, you know, Wendy Bennett, Wendy's a lovely lady. Is she still listening in there when I'm on? Because right she's now. like, she's listening right now? Uh-huh. Since we hit her up for the money for uh, Camilla's house that she wouldn't give us, she has been, man, she just, uh, ooh, don't come by here any like she used to. She did in the hallway waves and gives me, like, you're number one. That's it. She never gave anything, right? Hey, to each its own, okay? And if you see, and although I'll be honest with you, she don't need any food money. Does if, she eat? If I could give 20 bucks. Exactly. Does she? Oh, and that's why there's that great thing on that car where you say about betting on Nutrisystem. <laughs> now, this is the only man who bets in small change, okay? Oh, let's make a big bet. I got a couple of nickels here. I'll bet you a uh, wooden nickel against that uh, George Washington. Come on, will you? But uh, does she ever eat? I don't think so, looking at her. No. I mean, she makes Karen Carpenter look like Debbie Ellis on a bad day in heat. And she's dieting. Oh, then she really is anorexic. Yeah. Are, you, are you serious? I'm very serious. She is dieting? Yeah. Did you hear that? Uh, this is something... No, seriously, she's got a serious problem. Because people... Okay, here's Chuck Meyer in the newsroom. Chuck? Neil, uh... There we go. Neil, uh, James Baker is just about to speak uh, live in uh, Geneva, Switzerland. He has met for the past seven hours with the Iraqi foreign minister. We're and going to join that live.